There is a form of multimedia entertainment beyond that which is good. These games are as vast in number as they are terrible. They dwell in the dark recesses of history, unearthed from the pits of the bargain bin. These are the games of horror. This is Garbage Game Night. Welcome to Garbage Game Night, a podcast about poorly received, discount, or weird games. Every once in a while, a game comes along that will promise so much, that tells you anything is possible, that you can control every bit of everything, that there is absolutely no way it can live up to its uh, expectations. So tonight, we're going to be talking about a game that tried to capture life itself, perhaps the most ambitious and last project of the famed game designer Will Wright. We are talking about the 2008 Maxis game Spore. Now, some might be upset and say, hey, fuck you, Spore isn't a garbage game, it's a really good game. And well, maybe, I don't know, we'll talk about it. It definitely <laughs> has some mixed opinions. It had, a ton... <laughs> it had a ton of hype and a pretty lukewarm reception. And I say that because like, as I was playing this game on Twitch, on stream, like people who came in and uh, there's a community who follows Spore. And I said like, oh yeah, we're gonna do this on the po- our podcast, Garbage Game Night. And they're like, what? It's a great game. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll get into it. Why people have this opinion. But mm. We're going to need some multiple takes on the this game. The so. podcast is actually about games that make other games feel like garbage. So yeah. that's what yeah, we're playing. So that's good. why we're playing Spore. Because this game makes any other game attempting to be what it is feel like garbage. Maybe. That's that's a take. Shifting the podcast. <laughs> So uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna need some some takes uh, for this. So let me introduce our other guests here. Let's see the randomized order that I have this evening is Carly. How are you doing tonight? Hi, I am doing well, thanks. How are you, Chris? Oh, I am good, thank you. Uh, I'll give you your point, and uh, <laughs> uh, glad to have you, Hunter. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. Doing well. Good, good, excellent. Uh, we have Frank as well. Franklin, how are you? Uh, I'm doing swell. Excellent. It, it's not, there's no other thing that Frank is short for, is it? Frank, I, I was thinking like Frank or Frank or Ferd. No, there's not. It's just Frank. There, no. Franklin? <laughs> oh, oh, you mean Franklin. anything that's shorter uh, than Frank? What? Is, are there any other nicknames for Frank? <laughs> no, nah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think there is. It's, I think it's, it's just, just Frank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's the smallest you go. And you don't get any bigger than that either. It's just yeah. Frank. Just Frank. Well, it's great to have you, Frank. Well, no, it's, it's Francis. Franklin, Frankfurt, Francis. My my real name is Francis. My 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 government name is Francis. Is it? Why? I did yeah. not know that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's okay. We just we've just worked together. You, know, <laughs> you guys have been joining each other on pay stuff. Twenty years. I don't know. I've ever handled any official paperwork for you though. I actually I know that you have, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you yeah. notarized something for me. <laughs> you co-signed my wedding vows. Oh, yeah. wow! Yes, <laughs> that's okay. the hilarious. You know. If that needed a co-sign, I made that up on the spot, and it was bad. I was going for <laughs> no, like, a wedding bad. certificate or something. Oh, what do you sign? Hey, I'm not. It married. might drive down the know. divorce rate. You know, if there were people that were like, "Listen, I'm invested in this too." You know. <laughs> Listen, these vows are shit, bud. <laughs> I'd invest in your in your wedding anytime, Frank. I guess I've already missed that opportunity. You, your marriage. No, you, no, you were there. You were there. I was there. I remember. I was Once there. again, you were there. So I, know you, I was there. You did invest already. Chris doesn't give a shit about <laughs> yeah. Frank. 
I was you actually there. captured the one of the best moments the of best the wedding. Moment of your wedding. It wasn't what was happening. Yeah. It, it, the vow exchanging or anything. Yeah. I I was in the back. I turn around and glance in. It, it, it was the ceremony it was in your backyard, and I I had a view down the street, and there was a kid, maybe like eight on his bike just sitting there staring with yeah. this dumbfound look on his face so i had a nice video yeah. of most of the neighborhood knows those vows. people got married in the backyard yeah <laughs> it's a great video it's one of my yeah. favorite videos yeah uh thomas how are you this evening tom i'm good and i'm good. excited about this because i think more than any game that we've ever done this game this game deemed to fly you know and much like icarus it uh <laughs> burst burst into flames and yeah, and failed i i, I have like celestial body uh, the sun I, I mean we'll talk about it obviously later but there are moments in which i think this game just came so darn close to just nailing it and yeah. i don't know it, it's almost like it, it just gets distracted from itself like <laughs> it's it's about to be great and then it does something different and you're like but what about your premise and like uh, <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but before we get into the game we're talking about this evening, it's time for our, our trash talk section, a chance to talk about anything you're playing and, and stuff in the gaming world. You got something to rant or rave about? Here's your chance. I got I got a little quick thing. Uh, this is a little bit of a, a throwback to one of our recent uh, discussions where I should have utilized the website Does the Dog Die? <laughs> um, yeah, does the Dog Die? On Game Pass, there is Plague. It's like a, a plague, a plague yes. story. Something yes. like Plague Tale. Plague Tale, that's the one. And I was like, oh man, this this might be like kind of a Grace and I will like play a game together, and like especially like in that vein of like, oh, figure out a puzzle kind of thing. We'll pu- you know puzzle it out together. And on screen instantaneously in the opening of the game, which and it's a happy. I mean, the first 10 seconds are happy. Um, and then that game <laughs> the just really spirals into out. misery. Um, <laughs> but there's a dog and Grace instantaneously was like, it is going to die. And I was like, stop, stop. It's not going to die. Like, it's not every time a dog's on screen. Is it going to die? And it died, man. Like, it died yeah. so fast. And like, in a bad way, How did it die? you're like in the woods with your dad. And like, it's like chasing a scent and it's chasing a boar and then like the boar is dead in a way that's like what the hell happened to that boar and the dog keeps going and you like hear the dog whimpering and you're like oh no no." and you get to the dog and it's like half in a scary demon hole and the dog's like whimpering and you're like what's happening and then the dog gets pulled into the hole violently oh no yeah that's just like where do you go from there you know would you and recommend like, the game though yeah uh yeah i um yes i think Not in short dogs. i definitely would it's one of the things that you're like you're very lucky to has like uh, like a fast reload time it's just instant death and like sure you'll enter a room and like let's say in that moment five seconds will be going down where like a pr- situation presents itself to you and you'll be like uh, oh my god do i go under the t-? i'm dead and then like so like you don't have time to be like okay okay so let me i you know i have pretty good layout of the room like where am i supposed to do so you just like die eight different ways and then you're like oh i was supposed to go to the cupboard i guess like so stuff like that happens but outside of that yeah no it's 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 definitely good lots of like sneaking and hiding and you have your little brother with you which usually is like a i feel (laughs) like that kills every game (laughs) yeah having but it's done in a 
like the AI for the brother doesn't kill himself and stuff. So it's good. Oh, good. All right. Anyone else want to toss anything else in there? Yeah, I've been playing uh, Settlement Survival. It's a city builder and city management game. Uh, It was part of the Steam sale over the weekend, so I grabbed it. It's pretty cool. It's just your typical city builder if you've played any version of that before. And uh, I'm currently on year 21 of my settlement, and we almost have plumbing. Is it like like post-apocalyptic or what's the is there a story as to why you're No, there's or, like no story. It's so just it's literally like, just like SimCity but settlement building or yeah, settlement but, building? but it's, it's cool. It's really fun. Looking. Um I I've I've done it wrong. I there was little to no instruction and yeah, a nice idle, peaceful game. Cool. Nice, nice casual city builder. All right. And also phasmophobia, as we sure. know. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking before stream that uh, you guys are consumed by your ghost hunting now. When I'm not, when I'm not going after the lords of Cinder in Dark Souls Three, I <laughs> yeah. ghost hunt on the side. It's a nice hobby. But, um, that's Dark Souls Three. I I picked it up. It was on sale. I didn't really have any intention of playing it immediately but i popped it on and i don't know i i guess i feel like it that type of game style finally clicked and Mm -hmm. i've like progressed further and and faster than in any of the souls born franchise before so we're we're in the news section i did have a note in here that it's not video game news but happy 100th birthday in memory of betty white and uh, i tried to make it like as video game centric as possible like find a way to tie it in but as far as i and i saw someone tweet like as well like has she ever been in a video game or her voice ever been in a video game and seemingly no like her yeah it just uh this somehow with all of her credits just never managed to do it so um wow what a video game bigot betty white was That's the, that's what she said till the end was she leave, hated video games. Leave the Chris to uh, bring up one of her failures. On yeah. yeah. So the last game we played, we always talk about in this section was uh, Zombie Dinos from Planet Zeltoid, a little known game with perhaps the greatest soundtrack in, in video game history. It was a roguelike Souls-esque dinosaur trivia game, as some recorder, uh, some reviewers said. As one idiot uh, t- said. Tom, since you weren't here with us, at the cost of 10 points, could you tell us what was the main dinosaur's name? Because I know you, you, you listened to the episode, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Even though uh, it was a busy week, but I uh, I did watch yeah, yeah that it. dino's name. That was, His uh, name was uh, Dino. Dino the Dino. <laughs> the dinosaur's name was Dexter the Dino. Damn it! I was I knew it was like a D. I was like it's gonna yeah. be close. Like it's okay, I'm sure you can work your way back up, Tom. I'm sure you can. <laughs> Does that mean I'm gonna be? Am I gonna be negative ten? Negative ten on the board for you there. We go to negative ten here at Garbage Game Night. You know that, Tom. Oh, is that the? That's the bottom. We go to only negative ten. Yeah, right now I make the points up. So, other news in the gaming world: <laughs> Troy Baker, uh, known for voicing Joel in The Last of Us and Booker Dewitt in Bioshock Infinite. And many more voices is stirring up the mob by getting into NFTs and something about selling voices or something. And uh, so everyone hates him now. And uh, the pandemic is over. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) Or at least the board game, digital board game is. Because for some reason they delisted all ways to buy the digital version of Pandemic. Huh. And nobody knows why. It's kind of an odd situation. It's a popular game. Too many sales. 
Yeah, too many sales. That's what they said. Everyone Just has a copy. Too of it. good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like they aren't under any more pressure to you know delist it or anything. Um, it's not like they have to keep a low profile. We're two years into this now, right? So it's, uh, I, everyone seems to assume that the maker Asmodee is delisting it because they're finding a, a way to make more money off of it. But as the podcast at the forefront of reporting on the situation, we'll keep you updated on this <laughs> pandemic mystery. So we're going to move into the game this evening. Tonight's episode is a pre-play, meaning we've all played this game beforehand and we're together in this support group to talk about what we've been through. But I don't think this is one that has that many painful experiences in comparison to some of our pre-plays. This game, the year was 2008 and after much hype coming off the sims and the sims 2 made by maxis they released the game spore one of their only games not to include the word sim in the title uh, although at one point the project name was sim life the pitch for this game was to control an alien species from microbe or spore all the way through its evolution into a galactic force you could choose to be a carnivore a herbivore you could be uh, you can be diplomatic economic powerhouse alien invaders uh, your creation for your creature you would craft would carry on from the beginning to the end, and all these alien designs would be community-driven. Uh, it's one of the widest scope game pitches there has ever been. There's procedurally generated planets, thousands of potential, uh, you know, creature combinations. Well, I guess kind of unlimited creature combinations, hundreds of parts for the creatures, though. It is truly a, a god game and life simulator, so how could they possibly, you know, fall short of that? Well... That's what we're talking about tonight. I'm going to hit play on this one that we'll have in the background here, which is me playing because that allows me to have two two of myself on the Twitch stream at once, which you guys know I love doing. So um, like I said, this game came out in 2008. So I wanted to ask before we, we talked in about our, our recent plays, had you guys played this in 2008? Did you know about it at least? Yeah, it was. it's been really tough for me to keep my mouth shut this long. I played this game and I played all the sims i love those silly games and uh i guess i have i, I look back with rose tinted glasses because i don't remember this being poorly received <laughs> okay. um <laughs> yeah i didn't actually own a copy of the game back then but my friend did and so i would go on and borrow that or use his copy and then create my little creatures here though i did play it back then playing it now for the show Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot that I didn't remember about it, but yeah, I certainly had some experience with it back in the day. So yeah, I so thought it was remember, more popular than it sounds like you're all describing now. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll get into the, like why I even put it on, chose it for a game that we have here, but, uh, yeah. And anyone else remember playing it? I, I did play it, uh, when it came out and I was, um, I, I I don't know. Maybe I had a, a, a little bit of different experience from Carly in that, like I I when they pitched it, like I remember, I, I don't know. I was I somehow heard about it before it had come out, and and like really hyped it up in my own head as just being like, this is it. Like this, <laughs> this is the game. And like I still have a lot of those like feelings in terms of like I really think for me, like there's a game in here that like for me is like boom, you found it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is like, like there's, it gets so close to being like, uh, the, like a perfect game for, for, for me. Are you intending to like talk about each stage? Because that yeah, seems like. You can go stage by stage a little bit and we'll have okay. to introduce each stage. Yeah. So, okay. That's good. Because I, I think my feelings dramatically alter through each stage. And I feel like, like so, 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. But I guess all I would say there's a hint to that is that like the same at you know 35, the same place I petered out this time where I was just like, I don't want to play anymore, yeah. <laughs> was my only recollection of where the game went as a child. So I have a feeling I got <laughs> to this stage as a kid and was just like, oh, well, I, this isn't what I signed up for. I'm not having fun anymore. Right. And But I went back to what I liked about it a lot as a kid. Um, so I would say as as this is the first time I've ever played this one. Mm-hmm. I've ever played Spore. I played Dark Spore before this, but we can talk yeah. about that later. But Spore, yeah, I've never played Spore before. Um, you remember hearing and about I it? Have, I heard a lot about it, yeah. Okay. I remember hearing about like the big you know, what it promised and, and that it didn't deliver, uh, as much, but I think I have like a really similar, yeah, the different stages are super important because it's like four different games. Yeah. yeah we'll, oh yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about like how each one plays and they are, it, it is like they jammed. I mean, there's things that join them together, obviously, but yeah, there's, there's diff- it's like, we're talking about five different games, um, mm-hmm. in, in this one. Frank, had you had you played this one? The youngest of us, young. Yeah, young so Spore came out when I was in high school, uh, and you know, uh, there's one kid who I knew who had it, and he said he was going to make a copy for me, you know, but I had to provide, <laughs> provide him with the Blu-ray disc because that was how you know it was a big game. Oh wow! Back in the day, you know, it was like okay. one of the earliest games I can remember where it's like, Frank oh, if you wanted it, a crime, okay, you would you would need a, a Blu-ray, right? But anyway, I just never got him the Blu-ray, so he never made it for. And like, I would it became kind of like a joke. I'm like, "Hey, do you have Spore?" And he's like, "Hey, did you give me those Blu-rays?" And I'm like, "You know, you know." So it was like it was like a funny. It was it was a thing we do back and forth. Anyway, so I actually I didn't actually get it until uh, after I graduated high school, 2011, 2012. Okay, so um, you had played it back then. Okay, so I had an account. And everything. It's funny that none of my monsters were on the accounts. So I don't know. Maybe that's why because I originally did it through Amazon. I don't know. Either yeah. way. Um, but, uh, I remember, I, I, I believe I beat the game as far as, you know, cause there's really no, I mean, I think there's kind of like an end to some extent. There's kind of an ending. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll, we'll talk about in the galactic. So I'm pretty sure I did that on that. Honestly, I kind of liked it Mm -hmm. because I didn't know that it changed, you know, the gameplay changes and I will get into more. So, uh, I remember when I first did it, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. This is way cooler than I thought it'd be, you know, I was like, oh, it's kind of boring. And then as it evolved, I was like, okay, this is different. Yeah. And then, because you end up going to space, I didn't know. I thought that was a DLC, and mm. I was like, I was like, oh wait, you go to space without the DLC, you know? Right. So it was. Um, I thought that was interesting. All right. Yeah. Cool. So I enjoyed it back in the day. All right. Yeah. I I remember seeing um the trailers probably in like 2007. This game came out in 2008, and so I, I was definitely on the hype train, like you were saying, Tom. And I knew this came from the developer uh, of of Sim City, The Sims, thinking like like this this idea that they're doing they're on a hot streak and they're going to revolutionize like what a video game is especially some of the videos that were coming out beforehand and we'll take a look at, at some of the stuff that they showed and i remember getting they released a i had had mixed information about this i thought it was free but i heard someone say that there was a paid creature creator tool that came out um months before the game spore did so you had the entire creature creator tool and you could create the creatures link it to your your spore account and be saving your creatures and then when the game did come out you'd be loading them in there and the creature creator which we'll have a we'll talk about separately a little bit later but you could just so easily create these 3d models like with all these different parts and they they came out looking great it's like playing with clay you know and you're creating these awesome looking looking creatures and that's that's not something that i recall being able to so easily do and that that really stuck with me and again that that's a great part of it so that and not since as well 
yeah, there's, I mean, there's things that do it, but this, it's so easy to work with this tool and they have a look to them, you know, it, is it a great look? I don't know, but it's a look. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but I, I remember, um, I was I was dating my wife at the time and I was visiting her out of at a state and she was in a class and I was in her school library and I ha- I was playing the creature creator tool on my laptop there and I remember like two separate people like walked behind me and I and one of them talked to me and another one just walked by and told someone oh that's the spore game that's coming out like there was actually a buzz about this game that as it was coming out it was it was like a big deal then the game came out and I looking at my because I was able to link my original account and I can see like my creature uh, my creature create times and it was like within the first week of the game launching and uh i remember being really underwhelmed like none of it was actually that fun to me and even when i i I think i played it like really hard for the first two weeks and um and then i as tom said like i wasn't sure whether i actually beat the game and once i got into it i realized and remembered everything like oh yeah you know these parts to it and i did spend a lot of time in there but it just it didn't make that much of an impression on me obviously because i forgot about like the last two stages entirely but um all right well we've talked about our experiences with it so um, we got some gameplay up here first going into this did did you get into naming your planet and creating your creature because you get to choose the very beginning on the cell stage whether you're herbivore or carnivore did you go in with a with an intent when you guys started this gameplay i i what got me into games i'm gonna try not to make like a really boring ass story but like i remember like my dad was like I, i was a huge nerd my dad was just like super cool so I remember like a weird bonding moment. My dad was, he was like, my, he was like, okay, my kid really likes games. Like we're going to go to a store. We went to a, like a video game store and we talked to this guy. He was like, what do you like to do? Like, w- w- what are you into? And my dad's like, well, he reads a lot of books. You should play Boulder's Gate. And he's like, it's an RPG. There's lots of reading. And like, that was just like, for me, like that didn't happen as made me a gamer. Like that's it's Baldur's Gate 2 is my favorite. It was like probably my favorite game of all time. And like what I realized is like for me, the pinnacle of gaming is like that what you just said, like creating your own narrative and yeah. like this idea that you could just have so much creative control and like create like every part of this being your world. You're so yeah, a hundred percent, like a hundred percent, like was super excited. Like, and I probably like knowing, I probably pondered over the name of the planet and the name <laughs> of the creature, like for way longer than anyone should. Like I cared yeah, a lot design, about all of that. Yeah. Is it okay to talk about this level? The, the cell part? Well, yeah. So actually I was going to ask you first. So let's, let's start at the beginning with the cell. Uh, life begins in the classic way. A meteor glances off a, star or something and crashes into a planet something 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 life so tom do you want to take a crack at explaining like what this stage is the first cell stage well so let me say like i think in terms of like meeting its goal Mm -hmm. this is where spore gets its absolute closest where i mean that is that like so one the only flaw of this level at all in my opinion at all is that like it ends very shortly yeah. um like they rush you out of this level like i think yeah. you'd be done like under 10 minutes sure. and and if you decide to stay it just feels like there's no worth in staying so basically you're starting off as like a like a tiny like you know multi-celled cell organism. organism yeah thing, yeah. yeah and what's so cool and where they're like I said they're hitting the mark on everywhere is that like 
you're going around, you're collecting um, DNA and these other pieces. If you're a herbivore, you're eating little pieces uh, of like little plankton-y type things, but you're running away from carnivores. And it's exciting to be like, oh no, ah, like running away. Like you're thinking about defense and like, okay, how should I? And the position, like you, like on stream right now, you've got like your spikes, right? Mm -hmm. Spikes on either side of my head, yeah. But so that's where I'm saying like this game, it hits it. Perfect is where you put those spikes is absolutely integral to your entire play style. Like it's, it changes the whole game. You could put mouths on the side of your head. You could have two mouths if you wanted and like mm -hmm. make it so that you're like, you know, you got like a porpoise thing going on where like you're all defense in the front. You could like you, it really mattered. Like if you put it like three degrees off to the side, like you're like, okay, I'm going to have to adjust my play style to right. fit this design that I came up with. And with each level, think about like, do, what do I need? Do I need more speed? And you're like, oh man, I'm getting chased by some pretty big carnivores. They're pretty quick. Like I need to I need to yeah, focus you, on changing you see that guy with a little like jet stream thing. You're like, oh, I got to kill him so I can get that body. Yeah, part. yeah. Like or you're like, evolution. yeah. yeah or, or maybe you're thinking <laughs> like, man, I got like, I, I, I don't really need to be fast. I'm gonna armor up. You know, I'm gonna sure. add a lot more spikes on here and like it just have like real solid defense that they can't get to me and. I just think I just think that this level, like just, I think it hits the mark so closely. If it went longer and you were able to like dive even deeper, mm -hmm. I think this and this is what I mean. Like as we go into the next one, but I'll, you know, I'll stop. It's just like that thread right there of I'm creating something with not just creative intention, but with um, utility, right? And my changes are going to have a dramatic difference on its utility. Mm -hmm. And like that thread right there, that is what Spore should be, is yeah. like uh, the, the nexus of utility and creativity and like coming up with something that – because what they're really selling is a unique play style. Like – you can play a game that no one else is going to play like 10 seconds in because you're, you're, you did it differently than Hunter did it or Carly did it, you know, like you're right off the gate, like everything about it. And so those consequences from this point on, they lost that thread. And with each yeah. and with each level, and I don't know what we'll talk about, it, but that's, that's the problem. It's just each level loses a thread to a larger and larger degree. Where yeah. it's it's no it's no longer uh, about that anymore. But that's like I, I just think this level has like so much, like like just so much beauty and it's designed it's such an awesome idea. And I like I love coming up with like a I like what you did with the, like the poison there. Like there's a whole defense so you could be like, okay, I'm gonna attach poison, but I'm gonna be fast, so I'm gonna have things chase me into right. my poison yeah, you know exactly. like that's, yeah. that's so, whole... so what i created was this little creature that's trailing poison behind him and if someone attacks me i, I have spikes i can sort of turn my head and they run into instead of biting me mm -hmm. um yeah and i'm not I'm not particularly fast moving but that's okay because i'm trailing poison and i'm pretty pretty defensive it's sort of like a pac-man style game or slither like a snake kind of um you know it, you're trying to be the biggest fish in the pond but mm -hmm. in some ways though it's, it's definitely the most simple it's a top-down 2d game that uh, you're just swimming around uh 
a pool of life and you see these giant creatures in the background which is a really nice atmosphere and uh yeah you're just trying to gather up dna points and that'll help you evolve which is a giant meter on the bottom and you can call in a mate and uh to, to evolve like, like you were saying i think this stage works pretty well um, but it gives you yeah. the most customization and like i think you really hit the nail on the head with like the as the game gets bigger the gameplay feels smaller because like the first thing i noticed when we got on land was that it no longer mattered where my weapons were <laughs> Right. And like, yeah, right now when, it really matters if you yeah. have the, the, the spikes on the side of your head or on your tail. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I just, Carly just laughed because I just saved my game and I'm starting over again because, because of the way I play games, I zoomed through that level as fast as I can. I've started like three different characters and I've been doing like herbivore, mm-hmm. omnivore, and carnivore and just seeing where I get. So I just made it to the tribal level and I'm like, wow, you're giving yeah. me like, all this different gameplay but i've lost like what was really cool about the beginning and i like i felt it but i didn't understand it and the way tom explained it like that was i was feeling that the entire time you were talking i was just like oh my god he's right like i've been trying to figure out what i enjoyed so much because the first time i played it like i said like less than a week ago i looked up and it was like three hours later and yeah. like I had just been so sucked in by like the beginning, like you said, just like customization and your ability, like your playstyle changes based exactly on where you put your weapons. Like I had one where I put the jet on the front and was backing into people, and like <laughs> with a spike on my tail, and like yeah, but it just pushes you so quickly through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like you said, it's probably ten minutes or so. I I don't yeah. know. My stream is up here. It, it, it's well, it feels like ten minutes at least. Whatever it is, it, fe- it should feel it should be a little bit longer. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely uh, should. Yeah, like this gameplay style. Um, I think it was really good in in two thousand eight. Playing it in twenty twenty one, like there are other games out there that do it. Not not exactly this, but I feel like they they do some of these these things smoother. Like there's bunches of of things like Slither.io, you know, and it it reminded me of a game that I played on PS3 called Flow. I don't know if anyone else has played this like at all on PS3 Arcade. I'll throw it up on stream here real quick. So like really beautiful game that um, it was originally developed in Flash and released in 2006, and arguably like this game looks better it doesn't do everything that sport like the cell stage does but arguably this game like plays a lot cleaner and looks better than spore does in its in its final state though so the point is like you're, you're gobbling up things that are smaller than you and you can um you can eat uh things that are bigger but you have to come at them very strategically it's you know apples to oranges but it just reminded me so much of this and come to find out this game actually came out a little bit before spore if you're interested in that that's still out there somewhere flow with a capital o but like you were saying i think this mode is maybe one of the more enjoyable ones but it just zips by so in this mode like when you're ready to level up and, and change your character you guys you guys know how you how you call your mate you push the button <laughs> you probably you probably use your cell phone oh, yikes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man and maybe maybe when you're there with your mate you can take a selfie audible groan uh-huh. <sighs> Come on, I know you've got one more in there. Come on. <laughs> well, not not in that chain, but what what did the biologist wear on his first date with a pretty girl? He wore designer jeans. Oh my god. <laughs> Chris, if if you if you do one more of these, we're gonna have to throw you in a cell. 
Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tom, that was equally as bad. We're both married. <laughs> All right. Um, we will go on now to the creature stage. So you uh once you fill up that bar, it's it's that simple. It's a stage. You get to the end of the bar and you begin the next stage. Uh, you emerge out of the water. Well, I guess first you design your creature. They give you the option to uh, uh they launch you into the creature creator with a couple things. The main thing being legs. So you can pop legs onto your creature and you wander out of the water. Frank, do you want to take a stab at explaining? the creature stage if you can i mean i mean it's kind of <laughs> like, that's also oh the pro <laughs> so the purpose of the stage is either to socialize and become friends with other creatures right. or kill and eat them um and then whether you kill them or whether you socialize in a certain amount of them you know mm -hmm. uh, that either causes them to go extinct or it causes them to be your ally and then at which point uh, you can make them part of your herd if you want to, or you can make other members of your own species part of your herd to make uh, those activities easier. And you also go around mm -hmm. and you collect bones, like there are skeletons all around yeah. uh, that you can also get uh, different, Find different more DNA. Uh, uh, blueprints from it. You know. And this is like really where the creature creator opens up. Uh, they give you access to, I mean, you're finding lots of different parts as you go along by dancing at other animals or singing uh, at them singing at them posing or eating them and uh yeah you can unlock the parts that they have like you said you can find the, the bones on the ground and then you can upgrade with those and this is like really where your creature can start to uh start to add on a lot of the parts that spore is you know known for in the in the creature creator yeah and each each one of the parts will have uh, usually will grant you a different ability like you get the you get a certain style of leg and you can do the charge effect um to attack other things so you can have a different mouth that allow you to sing different body parts that allow you to pose or giving you different ways to interact with the other creatures um on stream i created a creature with no eyeballs i had never done that before and everything is very dark <laughs> you know uh, that's one <laughs> of the things that will actually affect way you interact with the world most of it is like you get this ability that you're just clicking a button on that it, it grants your character but the, the darkness was a new one for me uh, hunter actually said i think said the the perfect thing earlier where you know so i was talking before about the idea of like creativity and utility you know mm -hmm. they just, there's no more utility it's kind of like that's the end of it is 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 like in the south stage if you were to like surround yourself in spikes mm -hmm. there's like it's both you know it's the aesthetic look of being like a big spike ball and yeah. you're protected from all sides like it's irrelevant in this like it gives you the ability to charge but like if someone were to touch those spikes it doesn't matter like you don't interact yeah. it's all aesthetic with... right and and i remember i forgot that going into this playthrough and like really sat and was like okay this is what i'm intending to make <laughs> yeah and tried to make something that like i was like it's gonna have this kind of play style and then realized like uh, and, and and when i was I, I did both i did two runs like one is a herb herbivore and one is a carnivore as an herbivore i didn't really notice because i was just dancing all the time you know <laughs> yeah. so like i but, but i was never in combat but as a carnivore i realized really quickly i was like oh i'm just clicking four attack buttons and then an animation occurs my design means nothing like right. not i could i could make something that 
literally makes no I could put the spike on my back and it yeah. would still let me charge and I would and I would charge with well, my face probably you I know think but right like here on the Twitch stream I decided that like the darkness wasn't fun anymore so I just stuck some eyeballs on my butt it's like yeah no that's fine that works yeah <laughs> you, you have eyeballs now yeah great it's <laughs> it's similar to to any kind of game where the I feel like where you, the further you pull out from like the action them like the more you can customize from the top down but the more detail you lose and the more like you said utility you lose you look at like world of warcraft versus warcraft or starcraft where you're pulling so far out like the what each individual unit does isn't a thing anymore it's just a number that's applied to a giant right. spreadsheet versus like you know we we're talking about in the cell stage like it matters where you put the spikes it matters you know it's still numbers on a spreadsheet but like i guess you're just playing with different parts of yeah. of the the same thing and like the further out you go you lose those minute details and there's real there's a whole lot of like tom said there's a whole lot of beauty in those tiny tiny minute details and and interesting things that you can do from the cell stage that you just lose out and i just i was playing when we started the podcast and i got to the tribes tribal stage finally and i'm just like i have zero interest now this is a completely different game right they throw out the like that that would be my description of it it's it starts with utility and creativity and then you just have creativity and then they throw out the creativity and like <laughs> tribal I, stage definitely does that. And yeah. like now, now you're just playing this really shitty, like RTS. That's not even calling an RTS doesn't even feel fair. Like it, it didn't yeah. earn that at all. No. And like, but if they kept like, so my, my pitch for like this whole game, you fix this whole game would be like, go from cell to stage two and never go to tribal and make it where like and maybe it'd be super difficult but i don't know make it where like it matters just as much as it did in the cell stage how and where you did everything and the utility of that and like so if you've spikes on your sides it's like yeah you stuff can't attack you from the sides now you gotta figure it out you can maybe wiggle into shimmy into people now that's that's gonna be your play style or like oh you spent all your points on speed like okay cool then you're with your and you're working fast but like in this like you could seek out to make an animal very fast and i could make like a one-legged creature and as long as we have the same foot stat then like we'll be the same we'll be the same like it doesn't nothing matters anymore i I think you should just stay as one creature you shouldn't ever go to that like pack thing worrying about all that it should have been like a solo game and like as you evolve like they could have like a standard way of their their culture evolving and you're just like you're still one creature in that and like but you know they couldn't do that with a game like this you couldn't have that like this is spikes on the side working in like a 3d kind of facet because they were just figuring that out in like mmos where you know because you know you play like again uh, original world of warcraft doesn't matter what you're doing or where you're standing you're just standing in front of them pushing a button and then when they you know you come out of that and you go into like newer mmos like maybe Warframe, frame where yeah. like the hitboxes actually, hit actually matter yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And this, like, I mean, to give them some credit back in 2008, the, the, the idea that they, they had, it, it was revolutionary that they gave you a 3d creature creator and they had an algorithm to figure out how you make this thing walk like mm. that, that, that was a, a huge leap forward on its own. But like you were saying, Tom, like I, I got, when I was designing this creature here on stream, I, I got a little bit sucked into the creativity of it like i made this big loping tail that went over top of my head and had a big spiky ball and i'm like yeah i want to see this thing like smash someone but the animation wasn't there like the algorithm isn't there to figure out like where is your big spiky ball and you're doing the smash attack that that ball gives you like it can't figure out like you press the smash button and your tail is going to whip around and hit them no your your character just sort of does like a mini lunge towards them you know there's no animation like that um figuring that sort of thing out and at, you get sucked into the stats a little bit on this and they tell you the stats it it does matter that okay you have this spike this spike having at least one of this spike is going to give you plus four to your your smash attack or whatever like i i got into it and was like i'm gonna have like all these i'm gonna have like 12 fanged mouths all over his body but it turns out like that's no better than having one it doesn't exactly no. exact. yeah. yes yeah. you could i did the same thing i was like you know what i'm gonna make a creature where i'm, I'm gonna make just a whole row of like spit things yeah. where like uh, i'm just gonna be like a turret you know where i'm like <laughs> boo, boo, and like that's how i'm gonna attack things and i was like wait i'm not doing anything different than one nope yeah no. and, like, and for something like that it seems like that that could be solved because i feel like if you're gonna invest your points your limited supply of points into like getting all these different spitters it seems like it could be solved by just giving you more buttons for it right like just mapping like this spitter to button one this button spitter to button two like that seems like a solvable problem to me or, or even just when you click it instead of shooting one sp you shoot them all. spit yeah. you shoot two <laughs> spits and then three yeah. spits you know like that's yeah something. so i think i think like the creativity is stifled a little bit here like that that's us with our like childlike wonder like wanting to create these creatures right and that's stifled a bit by the the limitations of the animations and everything on this but like us maybe being adults and not not being um kind of clouded by the the creativity that we're looking at like this awesome creature that we created we're looking at kind of min maxing the stats of our creatures and that's just kind of a it's, it's still a game when you get down to it and you want to be like a powerful creature, right? So when you realize that like, oh, me having the, the 12 spikes is no better than having one spike, that that, that kind of like sucks the fun out of it. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I should just like play into it. Maybe you feel like you're creative enough and don't care. It doesn't matter to you, but... I but you're know. right. You're hurting yourself like yeah. because you're spending points on it. Yeah. So if you yeah, were to be like, to yourself, hey, yeah. I really like this. I'm going to spend all these points on this aesthetic idea. Then it's like, oh, well, you're actively making a worse. And it yeah. seems like the game scales. If you did spend your points on that, the game will be like, oh, you're at like a bank of 500 genie points worth of strength. It seemed to me at least. So it'd be like, you should be able to handle stuff like this. But you're like, no, I made an aesthetic choice. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to look cool. <laughs> That is absolutely true because I put all these points into the aesthetics and then I hit a serious plateau in the game in the, creation, the cre uh, creature stage because I was outmatched by everything. I could not befriend anything. I could not kill anything for the yeah. longest time. I had to start um, after many, many reworks thinking, well, I didn't place my horns in the right area or my mouth or 
thinking that it was still on my creation aspect that was hindering me before I had that same realization that we're all discussing now, um, that it just didn't matter at some point. I started having to try to sneakily single out members for from herds that were like hanging together (laughs) i would like try to like i i i put the uh poison spitters on and i would like shoot from afar and then after they all like ran to me i'd run away until like they stopped following and there was one still lingering and i'd run up and then kill it yeah i felt like about five minutes ten minutes into this i was like yeah no i get it and then then the rest of the 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 stage felt like a little bit of a slog um, yeah but i mean this this really where ish where like the creature creator should shine and i feel like the bulk of the game should be but it's hindered by all those things we mentioned it, i i feel like mentioning too like the play style difference between being a carnivore and herbivore like yeah in I, I'm sure there, there are disadvantages and advantages. And as you go through later, I know your playstyle affects like perks that you get. Um, yeah. But I found at least that in this, in the creature stage, being an herbivore is worlds easier. Like yeah, you, it's easier, but I think it's more boring too. Oh, it, right? <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny. I, 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 I don't know. I, to be honest, because the fights are not fights they are in in my opinion even worse than the dances because with the dances mm. at least they're doing one of four things so they're like number two it, it's and a you're like okay game, yeah. number two number two and then they're like number three number three and you're like oh i'm really good at number Give three so that's awesome you know i mean like oh i'm a real yeah. poser <laughs> but like uh you know but like in the in the fights literally it was like okay i have what's it called when you click on something a cooldown so i'm like mm-hmm. i have four cooldowns and all i'm doing is going one two three four three 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 two 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 all my ones back up and then i'm like i I won i guess like it didn't there was no there was no like anything i didn't think tactically during that like other than to do something that like carly did i i did that once where i was like you know like i'll be far away and i'll be like like, and then they come up and i'm like like no i'm gonna punch you you know like that was it like that was the only tactic would be like I'm gonna stand far enough away and get spitty a few times first, but like it's like you gotta rebuild your your creature to do yeah. that, which is which is a thing you can do, which is kind of weird. Like the one thing that will probably stand out to you is like, okay, I'm gonna evolve and I I, I find my mate with my cell phone and um I I I, I create the new <laughs> egg, but then when you zoom out, like after you're done with the creature creator, it's like, wait, mom and dad already look like the creature I just created, even though I just completely recolored him. I added new things. <laughs> and but before what you're talking about, for the sake of like like oh, I didn't have a level three singing um on there so you can just go back to your creature creator and swap your mouths around and stuff and there isn't a lot of permanence i guess is what i'm saying it's i mean you you can completely revamp your your character and there are there are things that carry from stage to stage yeah yeah until you get to tribe stage and there are things that carry from stage to stage that affect like tom you you were saying like if you you choose to be an herbivore or carnivore and there's different things that affect the later stages but for the most part like you can just create an entirely new creature um whenever you want while you're through in this stage there's also um i get my last little thing on this is, is they also have this really annoying thing where sometimes after you change They'll be like, we moved nests. Like that's how they end. <laughs> like that, that journey has to happen can like be a, can be awful. Like that <laughs> journey, especially if like 
Um, no, honestly, anything. But if you're just running into things that are mad at you and you're like yeah. not that fast, you're like, oh, you're going to you're going to fucking die. Like, that's all that's going to happen is like, I am not faster than these 10 things that are pissed at me. And uh, like, uh, like, you'll do a siren song and like one of them will be like, I didn't hear you. And you're like, no, and they'll kill you. And then you like start back in the nest again. You're like, son of a bitch. Like, so. <laughs> With that being said, I, I don't feel like there's ever like. We're talking about like the evolution of your species that you've taken from a cell. Like, I really want something to be on the line here, but and I don't, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure there's no way for you like to end your species. I feel like that should be like on the table, you know, have some higher stakes. There should be a, a hardcore spore mode um, where like it's possible like you for for you not to to respawn well, you can, anymore. Well, if you die during tribal, it'll say your tribe yeah. died, but you go back in time to fix that. Oh, okay. Mm. So it kind of says it, but it, it never actually ends. Does it just eventually stop giving you DNA in the cell stage and you can't, like, just collect the DNA and add more stuff to your creature? Oh, I, I thought know. that's what happened, but I might be wrong. I thought no, that I once think it does, because I'm like, I'm in the last stage and it just keeps popping up with evolve legs and go to land. And I'm like, no, I want to stay a cell. I want to add a thousand spikes. Right, so oh. if you kill or whatever you eat, I don't think you get more points, right? No, that's what I'm saying is I, I uh, think I've maxed out all my points. points. Yeah, you okay. get, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's like they create this level and then for some reason like to, uh, they ice you out of it. Yeah. Like, you, uh, like why? why? Like, like, you have to go play the game that we want you to play. And I'm like, no. I want yeah, to play wouldn't this. it be fun that if someone loved that level – like, why wouldn't you just allow someone to be like, hey, you want to sink six hours into that level and just be like yeah. the most badass multi-celled organism like in the whole ocean? Like, do it. Have fun. Like, yeah. and there's yeah. no reason. Like, that's not even like, oh, we didn't have the technology. It's like the game's there already. You yeah. just stopped giving <laughs> me points. Like, why? Stop giving me points and you could have added in so many more types of weapons and whatnot. I think a good example of a game that sticks with that and has the same kind of gameplay but is also evolution based as um ancestor i was playing that for a little bit like uh, a year or two ago and yeah. yeah you you have to like slowly evolve and do your primate it stays on that level like you do get control over like a herd you and you can kind of control who reproduces and you can bring more primates into your family but if your character dies you just move on to a different one and it's one that's named and it's there but you always stay as like an individual and you can jump from different one to different one but it never it never loses its scope you know what i mean right. it's the same type of game and as you continue on with each new generation you keep certain like things that you Traits evolve that you, and you have to actually like evolve yeah. the ability to like hold something in your hand and then you have to mm -hmm. evolve the ability to hold something in your other hand and then you have to evolve the ability to pass something between the hands uh, i never played it and i like i said i felt i i'm in love with like the concept of these games like i think it, it's so cool did you did you beat Ancestors? Like, did no, you get like that's a that's another one that I started and then and got into another game. But I absolutely loved it, and it's one that I'm absolutely gonna return to. So, but... could you like, let's say, sorry, I know I'm like quizzing you, but if you and I played, is it possible that we would have very different arcs of like evolution, or does it is it kind of linear? Because it. 
I, I guess with it just being somewhat linear, like there is a controlled path and it, it, there's nothing like, you know, you're not going to like evolve spikes or do this or that. It is like a linear kind of story-based game. You do, you can go through it more aggressive. It still is one level above the cell level. Like I would, I would basically say it's a full version of like the first land level. I don't know, you know, you don't ever move into a house I think you don't ever like, you know, hey, honey, I'm home and throw throw something on the stove. But you do like learn to build a hut or protect yourself or, you know, I think you can start you can start fire. You can absolutely start fire. You can make a poison, poison a stick and fight off a lion with it or a tiger or whatever. Yeah, I just showed the, uh, the kind of evolution neuron tree. And that is the skill tree in that game. Different different things stay with your clan, I think it's called, as the generations go on and certain things you lose. And you can kind of shape the way that goes. Yeah, that's that's for $16 on Steam right now. And, Absolutely uh, worth it. Pick up that bad boy. Real quick, you guys. So a frog had his DNA tested. It turns out he was part Irish, part British, and a tadpole. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> uh, Gosh, I hear so, another one of those. I'm gonna croak. <laughs> oh. You know, between between that and the other one, I'll yeah, I'll I'll, I'll move you up to a negative nine, Tom. Right there. Uh, taking a break from the stage. This will be a slog. Yeah, it's gonna be a slog, like the future stage. So uh, this game, in context, it came out in 2008. So just it was GTA 4 came out, Fallout 3, Little Big Planet, Call of Duty World at War, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, Metal Gear Solid 4, Sons of the Guns of the Patriots, or whatever it was called, and Mario Kart Wii. Dead Space, Battlefield Bad Company, God of War 2, or not God of War, uh, Gears of War 2, uh, Mirror's Edge, Left 4 Dead, Devil May Cry 4, and World of Warcraft Wrath of the Leech King. So, the Leech King. Lich King. Lich King. It was a good Lich year King. for Lich. games. Yeah, it was really, really good yeah. year. Lot, lots of stuff. So, um, and Spore, you know, had, had a lot of hype up as well. But so, yeah, some other 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 peers. The next stage is the tribal stage. But oh yeah, I did want to pause for a second here because that's like this is where the the creature creator kind of stops mattering, like we talked about. And I think the creature creator does deserve a special mention. We talked about it a little bit um, and about a lot of negatives about the game, but. Like let's let's talk about the creature creator tool that they that they have here. You guys think it works it's well? Wonderful. Any gripes about it? It's you amazing. Love it? Okay, I, I love I it too. Yeah, I love it. I have made some of my first creature or two were very like I I found myself falling into like a oh this is like what I'm going to be making and so the third one I was just like let's let's go ham and I threw yeah. I threw backwards crooked legs on that thing. It's got like an eye where the tail's supposed to be. It just it's just wild. Uh, the way that Spore interacts with the internet community, um, there's an article that I'll, I'll cite later that um, Will Wright, the designer or the lead developer of this game, did a good job of explaining. He says that it's not like a massively parallel multiplayer game like World of Warcraft, where everyone's acting at the same time. What Spore is, is a massively parallel single player game. So you enable your internet connectivity and the Spore servers will pollinate your copy of the game with content created by other players, which is pretty clever from like a development perspective because like they make the engine, which is no small task. It's, it's a, it's, it's amazing that they have this thing that works as well as they do. And it, it, 
it encourages you to be creative and to create these weird creatures. But uh, you save your creatures and they go onto the Sporepedia and they're downloaded onto other players' games. So when you're running around your universe, if it needs a carnivore creature for your world to for its ecosystem, it will look online. And there's ways you can choose like what worlds you're grabbing from there's things called spore casts in their community and you can tell it to grab creatures from like your friends lists and stuff and when when you create a second creature you'll very likely run into your own creatures in the world as well that you've created before so So, you're saying that someone could be looking at my grustations right now yeah if they I, i don't know the exact ways that you need to be linked and the way the EA account functions and stuff in 2021 has changed a little bit so that you're like openly accessible so other people can download you but like if I have you on my friends list for sure I I would be able to make sure your creatures are loaded into my world and people could download um you can you can kind of like uh manually download creatures from the Sporepedia, um, which I'll show on stream right here. So I'm looking at the Sporepedia right now and uh, the featured sections. So here is a dragon Zolox King. It's a giant like mantis creature looking thing that's highly rated. And I could download this and put it in my own catalog and load it whenever I want. You, you can manually put them in, but also while you're in the game, you can just do searches for them and, and grab things that you need to, which later on in the game when you need to do things like buildings uh you may feel less inspired and just grab things from the catalog which is perfectly fine so yeah the, the creature creator and the 3d creator which we'll talk about a little bit later are are some pretty big aspects if not the entire backbone and main feature of this game in my opinion uh, next is the tribal stage so the creatures you know they collect enough dna by dancing at each other or singing or, or eating each other to get enough dna to grain, gain sentience and uh they there's a little sequence where they it's the recreation of 2001 space odyssey with <laughs> the stick and they uh they become more advanced and they become a tribe carly you you want to take a stab at explaining the tribal stage Oh gosh, I don't Everyone's know that I'm going to do it justice because I'll be honest, I didn't do well in this stage. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I played it for quite a while and I enjoyed it um, much great, much more than the uh, creature stage. So you go from a cell to a creature to now you're a cognizant like tribal Per, uh, society. Creature. Tribal society. Yeah. Yes, thank you. And you have wear armor and you have tents and you can uh, domesticate other creatures to be your animals. <laughs> so it was, it was a big jump, you know, that the animation uh, sequence going from creature stage to tribal shows you creating fire and then dancing around. And then suddenly, like, you have a staff in your hand that looks pretty ornate. So it jumps straight from like, oh, we created fire to now I have a staff and I'm tribal society. And there's mm-hmm. other tribes in your close proximity. You can either attack them. You can gift things to them to try to win their favor, produce more of your own species at the same time to grow your herd. So that's the gist of it. My first biggest complaint about this stage is the camera angle was so awful i don't know how we went from the directional and camera angles of creature stage to this absolute garbage that is tribal (laughs) stage 
I don't yeah, it was like a third-person camera following behind the creature, and now that you're controlling a tribe, not just one creature at a time, it's this it's this movable kind of RTS camera. Yeah, it, it's tough to find the right place because it, depending on your world, there can be a lot of trees, and it's like the trees are always in the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In order to overthrow a tribe, you have to kill all of the tribe members, and then whatever buildings or structures they have built you have to tear those down. And so, for example, I think that this one tribe in particular had, like, the average health was, like, 100 uh, HP. And then the buildings would have, like, 300. And they had three... Yeah. Uh, they had three different buildings. And so my tribe of six went over there, killed their tribe, and then started attacking the buildings... But the game is auto-spawning <laughs> more tribe members to rebuild the fallen tribe while you're attacking the building. And it, it, it I, I don't know. I couldn't get past it. it there was a, just a big roadblock there. But uh, yeah, and when, anytime I would actually make progress on it, I would get a notification that an incoming attack Your was food happening. Is being and raided. I look at my mini map, and there's a different tribe that's taken advantage of me being away from my campsite and is now yeah. attacking for to steal my resources. So I'd have to like scurry on back over there and try to defend my area. Yeah, th there's some weird balance things going on with this mode, and I didn't realize it until I, I was reading someone else talking about it, but it's every other tribe against you. Like, they don't yeah. attack each other. They, they are all uh, against you, and they will steal your food. Um, they uh, The wild animals will also steal your food, so the odds are really stacked against you in this mode. There's a, there's a bunch of things that are kind of hidden that'll make it easier, like the fact that if you build the the rts part of this game is like you have six slots around your tribe and you can build a few different buildings that you will unlock and then you're trying to constantly gather food be it the the fruit if you're an herbivore or um other meat and that'll allow you to make more babies and that's also your points that you can use to build buildings but like one of them is it fire torches and if you equip your people with that that's excellent at destroying buildings so that'll make that go by a lot faster mm -hmm. the axes are better at destroying creatures and also most people who like love this game will always be allied with another creature when they go into the stage and that gives you like a they're domesticated behind your hut like you said and that's just kind of an infinite supply of food that will always be there for you so there's there are all these like weird tricks that make this stage easier but just going into it it's like yeah it's it's difficult um and it takes what feels like way too long to slowly destroy all of their huts <laughs> yeah or befriend them all which is or what i did them all Oh, I guess you could do that as well. If you get out the didgeridoos and go sing at them, that's always didgeridoos, <laughs> wooden flutes, and maracas. Do some more right. Simon Says with I your, your so pacifist role. Social <laughs> on one of my characters in the creature stage that I I could like sing and dance and charm and pose, and I was doing all kinds of stuff. But yeah. I didn't realize that you needed to do that with six other people around you. All oh yeah, doing that it. definitely helps. So it's like going up like a little smidgen, and then. Having six of those little guys around me while I do my little dance helps. Your backup dancers. So. Yeah, I got yeah. to experience that just by looking over at Hunter's screen because I made a grand total of zero friends in every stage of this game as I played. I, that was did not you my, play a carnivore? I, I did, but I was still trying to befriend some of them, and nobody wanted to be my friend. So when you're exiting creature stage and going into tribal, it gives you this kind of breakdown of your 
species's uh, characteristics and mine said right. like ultimate predator or something because I right. had zero friends. Just killed everybody. I didn't know. That, that's I what my friend was. That's all she could yeah. do. That's, that's all, all she <laughs> understood. I just murder. murder if machine. they were going to be my just friends, murder. they were going to be my lunch. So I tried. <laughs> I tried. I don't know. The, the tribal stage, I feel like I maybe enjoyed this one the least. It's the same as the the creature stage, but with a shift in RTS. Just you run around to the different creatures and tribes and you, uh, you get the top down view, like we said, and you're just kind of collecting, stockpiling food. And the main thing that stood out to me in this mode, though, and it's on stream right now, is the pathfinding. Your your fucking creatures cannot follow no. instructions for the life of oh them. You tell God. them, I thought like I would select three of them. Okay, you three grab the food, and they just sort of all wobble around the thing that they're trying to create. And one gets it, and then he just stands in the way and he won't move. And I'm like, okay, well I'll, I'll select one creature, just one creature. Go put the food in our food storage, and they just start walking the opposite direction. They get hooked on a tree, and they sort of just wobble around some more. And you just really you take the like the pathfinding in, in games like Starcraft and Warcraft really for granted and until you see something like this it's just I, I don't know if it has to do with the creature design but and and uh, the spacing so like when you have them collect food and then go place the food they have to do yeah. this big you know they walk up to it and then they back up and they do this like <laughs> large turn yeah. and then they so if you pull out like a little butler thing and they're like oh, I'm yeah. you know, food today <laughs> so, and it just, we're cultured now <laughs> It, it's cute, I guess, but when you have, you know, mine was like a herd of six that I was trying to control, and I just yeah. killed a whole herd of creatures, so they've all got little plates in their hands, and I've selected them all to go and deposit the food in the food storage, and they get tangled up on each other. And, yeah, and they're just walking at like yeah. half speed back to yeah. your base and the attacking is just as bad because you got to select all of them you're like i want to attack this one guy well okay all, like all eight of them are going to try and attack this guy at once but only one of them is actually attacking and then okay you're trying to attack a group well you can't do that you're gonna have to select a couple of them to attack this one and a couple to attack that one like there, there's an attack area button in, in starcraft and warcraft for a reason you know <laughs> it's uh they just they didn't get into intricacies of what makes this kind of game work well um instead it's like you're still supposed to be amazed by here is my creature and my creature that i have designed is doing these things which is cool but it it, it just falls flat to the gameplay in my opinion absolutely <laughs> what, what you were talking about earlier with trying to destroy a an enemy village like i've got my six guys surrounding their hut and half of them aren't even doing an animation i'm just staring at the hp bar of the hut it's like yeah it's ticking down there's one guy sort of wobbling on the side and it's like where where's all the animation where they're using their cool axes or their stingers on them or anything you know it's just kind of void of all that detail that you want and if i've killed if i if it says this, that there's nine of them in that group and i kill nine they're all extinct why are they're all extinct why are they regenerating in the middle of their campgrounds yeah. like just they, they just appear out of nothing they weren't yeah. there was no there was no two of them left to reproduce i've killed them they were in the hut. one they no the hut, no it so. said that there was a total of nine and there's nine dead creatures. it was bodies. nine that you could and then a baby see. appears you didn't see the ones there's, in the hut. there's nine and then two breeders <laughs> inside the hut yeah <laughs> I've been pregnant for 22 years. Oh, no. All I know is breeding. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. I I have a friend. His job involves cloning the DNA of trains. I don't know if you knew this was a thing, uh, but I just call him a genetic engineer. 
I, I ranked them when I put them in my notes, so they're only going to get worse. Oh, I was going to ask. Yeah. Chris, come on, man. Like, yeah. can we get back on track? Oh. The trains. It's okay. We're losing steam. Tom, not always good, but always quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going for speed. That's it. <laughs> Fine. Since you're in the negatives, Tom, I'll give you I'll give you negative eight there. All right. Hooray. <laughs> the God game category, since that's what this is like primarily in. Um, it is not particularly new. It has varying levels of depth. Populous is very much considered like the progenitor of this genre. It's the first one. Um, it is a 1989 game. It is a isometric kind of SimCity style game, but you are a god in that game and it looks like an early SimCity builder. You've got divine powers. It was created by the famous or infamous Peter uh, Molyneux, which I, I watched a video of earlier, and you pronounce his name Molyneux, not Molyneux. So that, he was with uh, Bullfrog Productions. Way. I have mine. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, EA Publishing. It has several sequels. And then Black and White was... I always forget when that game came out. It, Black and White came out in 2001, which is pretty early. And and when did Spore come out? 2008. So okay. Wow. Black yeah, and White's so much better. Black <laughs> and White. So, Tom, you were saying you don't really like Black and White, though, right? I, really? I mean, my, I mean, my yeah. experience was it... I, I, I felt like... I mean... I, Chris and I were joking about it. I don't know you guys if if everyone's familiar with it or not, but essentially you're God, but you have a giant like kaiju basically. It's like either like a cow or a tiger or a lion um, or yeah, like an orangutan. And like you're, it's almost like half Tamagotchi, you know, like take care of your kaiju. <laughs> but also yeah. you have like villagers that are trying to do stuff and like I don't know. My experience is that like, uh, and and maybe I don't, I don't know. I lack patience, so I don't know. But like, my experience <laughs> is that like, I'd be like, okay, Kaiju, we're gonna treat villagers with respect, and we want them to revere us. So we're we're gonna be nice to them, and they'd be like, but I can eat one, and you'd be like, <laughs> no, no, Kaiju. But like, the only way that you can like, the, the only way that you like, can like tell them not to do something is to literally beat them and yeah. and it felt so wrong to be like stupid cow stupid you like to speak yeah and like I, I didn't like that like so i'm like so i'm not doing it you know what i mean like my cow eats a villager and everyone's like oh my god ah! and then you're like oh everyone it's okay it's okay like i look am i gonna discipline him no but <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna reward the hell out of him when he does not eating you. Okay, like that's we're gonna roll with that. And like the cows, just like, like I don't know, like the algorithms, just like so I can eat people sometimes, and that's just it. And my villagers are just like, so we're half terrified of our leader, and like I don't know, it's just like I just it just felt like miserable as a result. And like I don't know, it quickly for me, I realized that like just like being evil and kind of like encouraging evil was like the safe and easy path you, you might have someone in danger so you can like lift a single villager off the ground and, and you might be tempted to be like god you're like here little villager let me place you over here <laughs> and then like on accident because it's like so subtle you like let them go at the rate of like 400 miles an hour <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> so you, you let them go and they're like Wah! 
like so, like so like can you imagine that can you imagine like being like a god and you're like trying to like build a relationship with these people and they're like god sally the flood it's gonna get her and, and then you see like sally lift up off the ground and everyone's like oh <laughs> just like flies in a thousand miles an hour and like slams into a like a huge mountain and is dead and you're like oh. <laughs> you wouldn't, you're not gonna be like thank you god you're like ah. like oh, this is, that was my experience with the game it's just like <laughs> Being a god, but like sucking at it, like just not <laughs> really not doing a good job at it. And like my animal was not listening to me and ended up being an t- absolute terror. And uh, that was my experience. So as I'm watching the gameplay, I'm reminded like so much of what what this was like looking at this game and you were able to like build the buildings wherever you wanted to here's the grain and you can like pick up the grain black and white did really well was not exposing the seams of the game like the engine behind the game like it it felt so much more freeform and because of that things could really go off the rails like what you're describing tom with uh spore it just feels like it's so in a box the creature creator isn't you can do amazing things with the aesthetics of that but the rest of the gameplay is like so defined by by the box that it's in. Mm-hmm. Now, black and white two, boy. I mean, that was the <laughs> one I really played, played more. I played more two. black and white two, the black and white one. Yeah. But man, black and white two, shit. Is it good? Yeah. I don't know if I played black and white two. I don't know if I knew I black and white it. two existed. I like I like the animals better in it. Uh, yeah, because you more. have a turtle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, oh you, know, the, you know the the graphics were a little bit better for sure. And I think. The controls were a little bit more refined. I mean, that you could still sometimes just throw a motherfucker for no reason. But God, you know what I mean. But yeah. also, the other thing you black you fought another god, right? So you were warring with another god, and like he would like throw like a fireball at you, and you could fucking catch it and throw. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was I also really like- hard to play on any modern computer. Like it just won't work like bob bought a new copy and still couldn't get it to work on his computer you know because you had to do the run as a windows whatever it's just yeah you know unfortunately linehead studios was bought up by microsoft and they just don't give a fuck i know that you yeah. would draw your spells and that i or at least i think that you yeah. and like man i was so bad at that for some reason like you know like some <laughs> event would happen and i'd be ball, like yeah. don't worry here comes my spell and he'd be like no it's nothing nothing i'd be like oh Hold on, everyone. Like, I'd like no, say, I was just an incompetent god. That's what it was. Like, it, it just made me feel like I sucked. And, uh, like, in certain terms, instead of, like, escapism, you know, like, I'm at school. Like, I'm like, nah, I just had, like, a real, like, not, I look, I'm not the cool kid. I go home on the bus. I'm like, man, I sucked. And then I'm like, maybe I'll be, like, a god. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm equally bad at that. Like, <laughs> can't figure that out. All right. Bad god. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's a couple more Spore games. Like I said, then, uh, so Black and White 2 came out in 2005. And then comes out Spore in 2008. Uh, some couple more ones that have come out since then. From Dust was, uh, it was a very good god game that took, I think, some of what worked in um it was, it was a lot more loved love that by the way yeah if, if, it, if you guys have not played from dust that game is a ton of fun it has to do with like it's more like terraforming focus that's, on, that's strictly on this, it like it's fun. it's the, it's basically like a puzzle game where your tribesmen are trying to get from like point a to point b and um you can move sand or water yeah, around and there's to like shape the environment yeah these huge I think that was really yeah. fun. Yeah, that, that's available on, on modern consoles, usually in arcade 
kind of game. Um, another one is Roos, R-E-U-S, in 2013. That was a, I played that a little bit, pretty pretty fun arcade game that you can find on consoles. Goddess, or Godus, Goddess, uh, from 2013, again, by Peter Molyneux, and uh, this is a weird one, because it started as a Kickstarter, which a uh, huge developer like him, there was some controversy, like, should should someone like that do that or should they just get the funding that they can obviously get opened as an early access in 2013 but since then seems to have released all its main contractors and it's still in early access kind of a kind of some negative atmosphere like it might still come out yeah but they've released all of their developers and there's no development happening on it but like you can buy it on steam and it's still marked as early access even though there's no development happening i've never heard of it yeah, it's very basic looking graphics that we're showing here, but there's some other genres that this game spore definitely fits into, but it depends on what stage you're looking at. At the beginning, it's like an arcade kind of snake game at the beginning, and then kind of a casual action game in the creature phase, and a casual RTS in tribal. And as we're talking about, it's going to move into an RTS in civilization stage, kind of a civil, like the, the game civilization style civilization game. And then, uh, and finally, it's going to be an exploration economic kind of resource game. But let's talk about that next stage, civilization stage. Uh, Hunter, did you get to that? Nope. You said you, that's the one you didn't get to? So uh, Frank, did you get anyways. to that? Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can explain the game's well, civilization, so is it, is it, you could probably it, explain it. Is the next stage basically like Civ Five? It's, it's aptly named the Civ stage, and you're, you're looking to conquer the planet that you're on. You're now looking at a planet view by dealing with mm. all the other civilizations, and you have three ways to do this. You can do it through religious, economic, or military means. And this stage also introduces its version of city planning, along with the creator tool again, so that you can, you can craft buildings and vehicles. The cities are in proximity of uh, geysers that, of course, emit spice, which you'll have yum, to yum, control. Yum. you got to control that spice to make sure it make money. That is the the means in this this stage. <laughs> like uh, from get Dune. More vehicles. <laughs> exactly. And uh, you can create trade routes and, and use your abilities to influence the other civilizations until you control the planet. You uh, I'm, a, I'm, doing, I'm doing civilization right now. And, you know, it's just kind of basic RTA. You know, it's more, I guess it's more like <laughs> civilization, that game, you know, because you talk to other... Uh, they're all your race now at this point. Everyone's your own race. Yeah, because um, you've, you've killed all the other ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, or you know, you just become the dominant species and everyone else is still just like an animal, but you're, you're the one that's uh, so the, the equivalent of humans. Did they have, like, a different dev team for each part of this game? Why didn't they just, like, pick one feel that game way sometimes. and go yeah. hard into it, sell that one, make money off of it, and then do the next one? in a different style and then the next one because like the they're not you know full-fledged like we've talked about the flaws or whatever but they're and they all have like a like a slightly similar feel but they're there's just such wildly different gameplay and i I think that's supposed to be the appeal of it but and we'll talk more about it in our closing notes but in my opinion it just does everything kind of poorly (laughs) like a jack uh, of all trades master of none yeah Yeah. and um like uh, what should be the core thread is like this is my species you really got to be invested in like like tom you were saying like that childlike wonder of being so invested in your own creature that you've created your own lore in your head for like maybe that would carry you through like you're you're so hyped about your your creature and in research for this game i watched people like do these kind of like thematic story builds of your creature and like that that's entertaining you know like you create a backstory for your creature and why they're doing things this way like that works sure but when you're playing it like as a game yeah you, it loses steam pretty quickly i, 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 had I wish oh. i had gotten to this stage <laughs> you know i've been playing settlement survival so uh i would have been into building a little civilization here but i 
And it's really cool because you make your buildings too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you you get the like yeah you get the you get the creator tool and you can build. So there's three different buildings. There's the well, there's the town center. So I made mine a giant trash can, and then you uh, you can build houses. You can build an entertainment center, the factory, and the turrets. I don't think you can design. You just pop those on the side. But then also immediately you'll need to design a vehicle, and when you unlock it, you'll be able to design a, a sea craft and then an airplane, and. I think part of the flaw with this stage is that like right from the get-go it's like okay well design your design your town hall it's like okay i'm into that i'll, I'll do that right away and it's like okay now design your vehicle it's like okay well i just designed something but okay i'll design <laughs> i'll design the landcraft, and then like within like five minutes from each other you're being asked to design each thing after another and if again if you're really invested in the lore of the story that you're creating okay but like i, I wanted to try out the gameplay and stuff and i kept being bogged down from it, it pausing me and going be creative be creative right now <laughs> and uh you can go back and change them if you want so it's not like you're committing to any Anything here. I just feel like the same person isn't gonna like each stage. Like they, I can't imagine that there's somebody that like, oh, this is like the gameplay that I like, or this is like the gameplay that I like, or this right. fluidly designing a creature versus like engineering and like. Hey, you're not making one good game. You're making mm -hmm. five subpar games. Yeah. So what's interesting, and what some some of what I've heard is that like like it has a very easy level of entrance, right? Uh, unless it's things like like we talked about some of the weird imbalance things like in the tribal stage where for whatever reason like it takes forever to conquer the other tribe then it becomes bogged down and isn't fun anymore but i think a lot of these have a lot of easy access so that someone who's not familiar with games perhaps the kind of person who would have like the only game they've ever played is the sims before that they could pop into spore and they're not familiar with civ they're not familiar with action like wandering around world of warcraft style game like that the actions uh the pop-up abilities are like in the creature stage so all of it is shallow but maybe that does make a, a good point of entry for someone who's not super familiar with games either so like the civilization <laughs> stage i love the game civilization and um many times have i been in the position thinking just one more round in civilization and then hours have passed and the sun has set and rise it again yeah this what we have here is the most bastardized version of civilization <laughs> within the spore universe like it, it it does not work great for me like i'm looking on stream right now of their version of the city planner which is like they have the system of like if you place this building next to this building it works better but like it's it's plots of land that you can put three different buildings on and that is not a very in-depth civ version as like a civilization style game and, and this isn't turn-based either it's all like kind of real-time strategy yeah like i said you're you have the ability to down, uh, to create your buildings which you, you know you get to put your own touch on your your creatures again your alien race if that's what you love about this game then there's lots more opportunities for it there for me, the novelty of like, uh, I'm going to run over to this civilization and, and launch my trash can cars with their missiles attacking the other buildings. I got bored of it pretty quickly, but there's different ways to play it, like um, doing the religious propaganda or tr establishing trade routes and kind of dominating the planet using economic means. But hey, you guys want to hear a, a potassium joke? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> potassium is okay. Okay. No. <laughs> anyway. 
Let's talk about the developer publisher a bit. Maxis was started in 1987, and it was founded by Jeff Braun, kind of the investor, and Will Wright, the, the mind who you've probably heard of. He, he founded the studio and published their first game, pretty much created it mostly on his own, SimCity. It was released multiple times throughout the years, but that little game went on to become one of the most popular games of all time. Continued their success with SimCity 2000, which was actually released in 1994, and they entered a period of doing too many things. They released a game called RoboSport, Sim Ant, which I, I love Sim Ant. I owned that one. It's, it's, a lot, it's, a, it's what it sounds like. It's a, it's a Sim Ant game, and it's great. And uh, they also did Sim Earth, Sim Life, Elfish, Rome, Pathway to Power, Sim Farm, Unnatural Selection, Sim Health, Sim Tower, Wrath of the Gods, Sim Copter, Sim Golf, Sim Tunes, Sim, Sim, Sim Safari. That's a hard one to say. And they did create the game Full Tilt Pinball, which had the level Space Cadet, which you've probably played. It was preloaded on every like Windows Plus NT 2000 ME or Windows XP operating system. So anyway, in the midst of releasing all those games, they were losing money and they went up for acquisition in 1997. They teamed up with the greatest developer of all time, Electronic Arts. <laughs> and uh, Maxis at the time was valued at $125 million. Jeff Braun, the investor, took a payout, and Will Wright continued to work with them. Um, even though half the Maxis staff was laid off, they finished SimCity 3000, and they pitched the idea to EA of The Sims, which was met with a lot of skepticism because they didn't want a dollhouse-style game. They didn't think it would do well in the video game market, but Will Wright had created uh, SimCity, and that had some power behind it, and they saw potential for lucrative expansions. <laughs> So they decided to back The Sims, which turned out to be a good choice because uh, that was released in February of 2000, and it would be Maxis's focus for the next six years. And it, uh, needless to say, had a little bit of success with The Sims. But after all that success, Will Wright began working on this game Spore, which was announced three years before it came out, which is usually not a great sign to like stemming expectations. So the final stage, Galactic, uh, did anyone get to it and is comfortable enough to explain what the stage is? I did the first time I played this game years and years ago, but I did not yeah. uh, this time around. Okay. But I remember being kind of just like uh, the civilization just put in space to some extent. Civilization in space. Okay. Yeah, you conquer your planet and you create a spacecraft and you are able to zoom out. The potential at this point really opens up. It's hard to see like where your limit of exploration ends. You've got what looks like thousands of star systems in view each of these housing a, a handful of planets you can zoom in on your planet that you start on you can see all the bases that you just did in civilization mode so i will say like this is a, a very good thing where they for once didn't erase what you had done in the previous mode you can see everything that you did and even continue to edit the cities like you can still do the city planning stage while you're in this galactic stage and what you're doing is going around to the different planets producing spice you can zip around to the other planets and and found bases and produce different kinds of spice each planet has a terra score about how inhabitable it is and you can actually modify the planets by dropping devices on there that will like increase its atmosphere um, heat it up cool it down and you can bring animals and plants that were established on other planets into planets that you're working on to help stabilize its terra score um, that'll help it house more colonies and produce more spice 
Meanwhile, you're using your funds to trade with other alien races. Some are by default super aggressive. Some are friendly. Some are religious. Some are uh, distrusting. You can do missions for them, give them gifts, make allies. And at this point, like I said, it's it's really open-ended to the end of the game, kind of how far you want to go. There is a mission that's kind of continuing about traveling to the center of the galaxy, which sounds a little reminiscent to another game that we may have done on Garbage Game Night. Um, but to me, like, this is where the game works for me and maybe this speaks to the kind of game that you like to, to me giving me the creature creator tool is cool and i love it but like i don't i don't want to spend all my time in the creature creator i want i want like a task to do it's odd that this part of the game has absolutely nothing to do with the creature builder which is on face value like the main asset of this game but this is kind of the part that i enjoy the most running around and doing the missions zipping all the way down to like the planet level of maybe an enemy planet and you have a mission to steal an artifact on that planet so you suck it up with your ray and uh and you're just trying to make more funds to improve your spaceship and venture further and further into the galaxy um i i think this is really where the game shines for me in my opinion but can uh, i did anyone else experience in the creature stage spaceships yes oh yeah yeah okay okay i i just i had wondered at the time because i knew it was going to become something later on i actually saw one suck up one of the creatures that was like around me and i was like oh my god yeah Yeah, a couple things to tie it into like showing like this is part of the bigger world (laughs) i think like in the cell stage in the background you can see creatures that are much larger than you right they kind of can try to continue that trend by like here's a hint at the future there are other civilizations out there with spacecrafts which is cool um, and that's something that you can do in this galactic stage is to, you know, go to planets and they'll have creatures on them that aren't sentient. You can suck them up in your beam and drop them on other planets because you want to establish uh, uh, the Terra score for that planet. That's that's something that um, I think it's kind of buried in here, but it's one of the more in-depth features of this game is that the Terra score of any planet. You can go to any planet and it'll have a T, like a T0 score. That means like if there's no atmosphere, it's either way too cold or way too hot. It's like, okay, well, your ship is equipped with it. You can use it like a ray to adjust the temperature or the atmosphere, or you can drop these devices on it to adjust it bunches at a time. And then it'll tell you like, well, to improve it to, to T1 score, you're going to need a medium plant, a small plant, a large plant, two herbivores and an omnivore or a carnivore. So you got to like in your storehold of your ship, you got to go to a planet suck up all those things and drop them on that planet and you are actually terraforming this planet so you can spend lots of time in like crafting these planets in your solar system creating these pit stops for you with these friendly people so you can travel around the system you could spend as much time as you want in this because like i said there are thousands of different uh, little galaxies here that you can zoom all the way in on and these are all procedurally generated and this in itself is just a, a gigantic leap from what games were able to do at the time like I said, this is kind of open-ended. If if you want to stop playing as soon as like you make uh, relations <laughs> in a biblical way with another alien species, you can you can stop there. But like I said, there is a there's a mission to get to the center. If you were to play that out, there's ways to cheese it. But if you were to play it out to like become a strong civilization and make it to the center of the galaxy, and part of like the story thing is there's the Groks at the center of the galaxy, and there's this there's a huge network of one one alien race that will will attack you no matter what but if you were to make your way to the center of the galaxy i time wise i think you would spend about 97 percent of your time in the galaxy mode it really is just oh, wow. so much so much time that it would take to properly finish this mode and it's and it's odd that this i don't think that's where what people think of when they think of spore <laughs> and right? you throw 
everything away in this mode, yeah. right? Like everything it, it you've no done previously is what you've created. Yeah. There, there are a couple things that factor into how you start, like the how people treat you. If you like choices that you've made as a carnivore in like the first stages, they continue to affect you, but it, there are even resets at this point where you can kind of overcome those things that you were on the cell stage like, and on the creature stage. I feel like I would like this stage, but getting to this stage, like this is, <laughs> this is the thing. This should have been the game. Like, yeah. And, and once you make your way through it, you can start on whatever stage that you want, but yeah, it, it is odd to, but like we're saying, there's different gameplay styles here. And for me, I, who's I appreciate the creature creator, but less interested in it. This is what I really enjoyed. And uh, yeah, you, you bury it in there for people who are looking for it. This reminds me of um, Stellaris, which is basically civilization yeah. in space. And right. I played a lot of that one. Yeah, and, and on a very... <laughs> no, I, certainly No Man's Sky was inspired by things that Sport was doing. Um, yeah, but the focus is definitely different too. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, No Man's Sky starts on this stage for one, but um, it's it's focused on way more different research management, uh, resource management. But it, and like we were talking about before, it pulls it down to like the individual level, whereas this one, you know, keeps mm -hmm. pulling away. In this in, in this stage in Spore, for all intents and purposes, you are a spaceship now. Yeah. <laughs> you are not a, sure you, your home is these creatures that you developed a long time ago, but you are now a spaceship. You don't leave the spaceship or anything. It's just, you are now this craft. And that's a shame. Um, all right. So that is the last stage in this game. I want to go back and show you guys a couple things, um, on, on the Twitch stream right now. So this is the first spore trailer that this is like the main launch trailer for 2008. <laughs> six months before it came out or so. So in a very pre-rendered kind of way, they're showing some of the different environments. Going from underwater to on land. Dancing around in the tribal stage. And in fairness to them, like some of the renderings in this, it's like a cartoon of what the game is about, look worse than the final product. <laughs> but but what it is right now is it's showing you something that's very open form. And it's like the idea of Spore in a cartoon with similar graphics. I kind of wish you could have done underwater stuff. That, that would have been neat to, yeah. like, if you wanted to evolve, it'd be an underwater evolved creature. This is a trailer that I couldn't put an exact timestamp on it. I want to say this was released in like 2006. And this is very much a this is very much a kind of mood reel style of the game. It's very highly rendered. It's a bizarre trailer for the game, but it's just sort of like let your imagination run. You can create anything you want. It'll never look this beautiful, but you can do it. Yeah, but but this definitely played into the hype of it. And I, I think you can get a feel that, like, the art style of this game definitely went through some changes. Yeah, weird little thing. Mm. Um, so... Oh, that's a game I want to play. Yeah, that looks really this. interesting. 
real quick on, on some more of the, the people behind this. So like I said, this is, uh, of course, the brainchild of Will Wright, the head designer original of, of SimCity. Um, here's what the original SimCity, actually, this one was in 1984 on the Amiga. There was an interview he did with The New Yorker in 2006 called Game Master. Focus was on the upcoming game Spore, and he had some things to say about like how games fit into the learning space. And if you'll allow me just for a second to get profound and, and read a little bit from that article, I thought it was pretty interesting. So one day in his office, Wright showed me an email he had received from Laura M. Brown, a professor of political science at California State <laughs> University Channel Islands, in response to an essay he had written for Wired about the educational value of video games. So Brown said who uses technology in her own teaching, she wrote, most of us are in agreement that this younger generation raised on video games has learned to be reactive instead of active. And worse, they have lost their imaginative abilities and creativity because the games provide all of the images, sounds, and possible outcomes for them. Our students tend not to know how to initiate questions, formulate hypotheses, or lead off a debate because they like to wait and see what comes at them. They also have difficulty imagining worlds, places, and or historical times unless you, as a professor, can provide them with a picture and a sound to go along with the words. In essence, they seem to have lost the ability to visualize with their minds. Wright thought, and kind of in response to this, the article goes on to say, Wright, though, believes that games teach you how to learn. What needs to change is the way children are taught. He says, but the problem with our education system is we've taken this kind of narrow reductionist Aristotelian approach. Hey, Tom, uh, philosophy major, Aristotelian, Aristotelian. How's that sound oh, oh wow! Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know if I've ever Aristotelian. Aristotelian <laughs> that sounds awful, but yeah. <laughs> he told me. It's not designed for experimenting. Uh, he's talking about the education system. It's not designed for experimenting with complex systems and navigating your way through them in an intuitive way, which is what games teach. It's not really designed for failure. He's talking about the learning system, which is also something games teach. I mean, I think that failure is a better teacher than success, trial and error, reverse engineering stuff in your mind, all the ways that kids interact with games. That's the kind of thinking schools should be teaching. And I would argue that as the world becomes more complex and as outcomes become less about success or failure, games are better at preparing you. The education system is going to realize this sooner or later. It's starting. Teachers are entering the system who grew up playing games. They're going to want to engage the kids using games. So, you know, he's talking about using games as a, as a learning system, about a, an environment in which you can, you can learn, you can fail, and it's a better teaching mechanism. Kind of interesting. So I, I really like Will Wright's thought process about games as an educational tool, and yet... This game that we have here, I kind of wonder if it's complex enough to do what he's describing. So just something to chew over. I think like if all games were kind of like Call of Duty style, you know, that's not a learning experience. But with super complex games that allow for multiple solutions to problems, it can be more stimulating than like watching a movie or a show, you know? So, I always think it's comical um, when people like kind of like go like naysay like video games and like act as though like movies and books like aren't all like just different forms of like entertainment and just that like so in this medium that you're engaging with it maybe to a higher degree they feel yeah. like somehow that's limiting your ability to be creative and it's like how does that i don't understand how you make that logical leap when you're yeah. able to be like like pre-games when you're like well i used to read 
And I, I, is that it? Like uh, you read and you were using your imagination to, you know, fill in the blanks, you know, but I, I, I don't know. And I, I guess maybe, maybe that's the argument is that like in a game, you know, maybe you can react and there's only, you know, seven possible outcomes that can happen. So therefore we're, you know, we're limiting the you know ability for someone to come up with their own conclusion. But I, mm. I just think it's, I don't know, it's ridiculous. Like I, I just, it, it always just seems like, Oh, we're, think, we're gonna have twenty years in the future. Hard. People are gonna be like people, people raised on virtual reality. They don't know what it's like to be in the real world. You know, like I, th- I think it's a problem that video games are a catch-all category too. Because I think if all games are, if you're talking about like esport games like Call of Duty or something like that's not necessarily a learning experience. It's something else. It's a sport um, on a degree. I'm not gonna get into that argument. What's a sport? But like it, it's a different experience than something that's a creative thing like this. Regardless of how successful this is. I mean, there but, are literally uh, games with the intent of teaching sure hey. yeah like mario is missing yeah <laughs> <laughs> there, you know there's just always been people that want to demonize game gaming though sure. they'll tell you even educational games like you know somebody who's has that stance of being anti-video game and oh video games brought your mind and they corrupt you and you don't you, they, you know you, you kids these days don't know how to be creative on their own terms because they play too many video games I mean, no matter what type of game or what logic you combat them with, like they're they're just going to hold on to that opinion. Yeah, I don't know Even what it is. Even though they spend more time it's, watching it's NFL or something, yeah. Spend any significant time playing video games. Yeah, and yeah, for that to be true, no... the medium would die. Like if it were to be <laughs> like, well, the generation coming up. They don't know how to be creative. Then you'd be like, okay, well, we're going to run out of shit in like the next like 10 <laughs> yeah. years then. Cause Dude, when like, <laughs> right, when, when y'all die off, like shit's going to get real boring because <laughs> nobody knows how, knows how to do anything. So I just feel like they're proved wrong instantaneously when it's like, well, it seems like the world is continuing to innovate and come up with new creative solutions. And it's not just like our 80 year olds pumping that out. <laughs> like, so like, <laughs> All right, so beyond Will Wright, uh, this game actually has six lead designer credits, including Australian designer Alex Hutchinson. He has a developer credit. He worked on The Sims previously as, and then went on to work on uh, Assassin's Creed 3, Far Cry 4, and had the misfortune of starting a company acquired by Stadia, which was then shut down. But in 2021, he founded a studio named Raccoon Logic, which I am 100% behind. <laughs> and then there is a controversy section of his Wikipedia page that reports he tweeted in 2020 that the real truth is streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream they should be buying a license like any real business and pay for the content they use boo which uh, drew some negative attention obviously but uh, uh otherwise good luck with mm-hmm. raccoon logic <laughs> i mean the streamer it's, is it's providing all... advertisement for free right, for yeah. the game but right okay. free advertisement <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, they're doing you a One service. Of those yeah, like the developers absolutely could request that, and probably it's gonna happen. Probably Nintendo's probably gonna be the first one to to request that uh, people not not stream something. It's gonna happen someday, oh, no. but at, at the moment we're kind of in a golden age of of Twitch and YouTube gaming where it just you can stream anything because it's a game. Another developer, Chaim Gongold, is responsible for the lead design of the Creature Creator. Like he is, and the Sporpedia, he is like singularly responsible for for leading the. The, the development of that engine um he seems very involved in like ai simulation space seems like a cool guy still working in the space another developer stone lebron stone lembrande 
wild names. He was the lead designer on Diablo 3 and is now a lead designer at Riot Games, probably getting poor suckers addicted to League of Legends to this day. <laughs> and the final developer is Soren Johnson, who actually came from the background of civilization he was the lead designer in civ 4 and to your point hunter what you said like did they have a different person developing each <laughs> yep. stage of the game Literally like they, they, got, they got the lead developer of civilization <laughs> to to work on this game which it feels it feels like it's cheating and it's like oh that's why that game is like this yeah. but also it's such a shallow version of it too so he he went on to after this to create one of the most intensive galactic resource trading games which is called Offworld Trading Company which kind of has mixed reviews but a very devoted fan base I own it I started playing it and realized like I don't have the time for this it's <laughs> it's very much like the last stage of the, the galactic stage of this game all right so in the end of this game I said there was an end you get to the center of the galaxy there's there's some stuff about the grocks the main civilization that's that's at the center and controlling most of it but you get to the end there's some very maxis style humor a big boomy voice there's llamas for some reason there's some goofy hitchhikers guide style dialogue and then you sort of just do a reset so that that's what happens when you get to the so-called end of this game but it's mostly about creating the universe and continuing to prop populate it with creatures because that's really the experience of it not reaching the end there are two expansions for this game one called creepy and cute it was an expansion pack of, of parts and different like preset colors also spore galactic adventures was released in 2009 so galactic adventures was kind of an add-on to the final stage of this game to the galactic phase it lets you beam down to planets and do third person missions uh, the missions themselves were actually also community creations so you could do other people's created kind of scripted missions like to go to this base and find this and there's this many creatures and stuff so it's, it's just another case of them creating giving you the tool set and letting the community create all the things it's a clever way to make a game and uh, that was kind of mildly received because again the gameplay itself was not that fun apparently but uh, there were also a couple spin-offs based on this game uh, the Nintendo DS got Spore Creatures. It's an, a kind of more RPG-focused game without the creature creation stuff. There was a game called Spore Hero on the Wii that focused on the Wii controls. It was pretty poorly received. There was a game on the DS called Spore Hero Arena. And Spore Origins is a game that I think you can still get access to. That is a mobile game focusing just on that tide pool, singular, multicellular organism thing. So maybe if that's really what you enjoy, Hunter, you can grab that. That's called Spore Origins. <laughs> and something we discussed a little bit and you were saying that you have a lot of experience with it created the game the spin-off game it's a standalone game called dark spore and mm. that may have been like what we actually would have done a game about because it has worse reviews than spore <laughs> for sure but it's not playable anymore after will Wright left maxis Maxis looked at the community and decided, ah, what they want, the feedback that we're getting is they want us to do an action-driven monster fighting game <laughs> like Diablo, right? Yep. <laughs> so they created a, a, a gritty game called Dark Spore. It looks kind of Spore-inspired, and it, like the engine on the back end for the creatures, I guess, is. That's why they even bothered linking it into the Spore universe. Um, it runs on the same technology. But it had very mixed reviews in 2013 when it released, and they did some controversial things like requiring constant broadband connection and an EA account even to play it offline. Then in 2016, three years after launch, they just shut the servers down and delisted it, making it completely unplayable. And as Kotaku noted, uh, showing 
just how harmful DRM can be um, to preserving games because here's a full-fledged game that they made and there is without some serious hacking there is no way to play this game anymore which is which is weird but hmm. yeah Hunter, you said you, you put a lot of time into that game yeah Diablo style is or Diablo-esque is very spot on you basically they're they're pre-created creatures they look like more normalized spore creations and each one of those creatures has different skills different spells uh, like almost a different class like you know you have your like tanks and your healers your mages and your whatever but what they did add is like as you play you pick up gear and you can mm. attach gear to your characters and you can change a lot of stuff about that. The shapes, the size, the location. They they dumb down the the creature creator into just like armor resizer or whatever. Gotcha. So you could have like a big bulky guy with giant shoulder pads, like abnormally large where it's clipping through his head or whatever. Yeah, the playstyle is you you bring three of your dark spores down to the planet. You can switch to another one and then switch back when you need to heal him. And you're just doing missions, going down to planets, killing everything that you yeah, can. It's a fun co-op experience. Yeah. To be honest, I don't really remember much of the story, but I do remember enjoying unlocking the characters and like because you have to actually work towards getting them all and unlocking them all but yeah i, I had a lot of fun memories of it and i still have Can't it use in... it anymore now so speaking of the drm I, I realized i didn't make a note in my sections here a big source of the ire against maxis with spore was the level of drm that they they did that's the digital rights management for this game so you know everyone ideally wants like you buy the game and you can do whatever you want with it and it's just very easy to install and um and such that's of course not what the the publisher wants they want to make sure that you if you're playing the game that there's one copy of it you can use and forcing the user to log on to, onto an account just like some i think it's pretty normal these days right like you expect that like I, i'm probably gonna have to log on to play this game that wasn't always the case and maxis was a an ea were a big pusher of that like spore they required Sense. you to have your product key and uh on launch they allowed you to use your product key a total of three times and if you uninstalled and reinstalled your game three times uh you, you would not be able to install it anymore and that was the case for some people they just accidentally like installed that on too many of their own computers and then they were locked out of their own game that's ridiculous it has happened to me uh with the sims oh no <laughs> yeah oh, with the sims yeah yeah, yeah, Maxis yeah. And EA. They have definitely been at the forefront of, of pushing the, the DRM on you. They were actually, um, for Spore, they were sued because the version of DRM they were using called Secure ROM, um, they in no way disclosed that they would be installing that on your computer. There was no way to use the software without it. It wasn't in the end user license agreement or anything. So I think that was settled. But um, yeah, there was a class action lawsuit EA because of the DRM they used for this game. There is a video series that you can find today called... Uh, what Spore could have been, and I'm sure this video is elsewhere. Um, it took me a while to kind of piece together what this video we're looking at is. Um, and in the background here, it is Will Wright talking. He's presenting the very earliest version of Spore. This is a 2005 game showcase of him demoing what Spore can do. 
And it's similar in many ways to the game that we played. You know, it's missing some kind of core features, but the creatures also look a little bit different too. It's low res, looks like it was recorded by a hand camera in 2005. But, you know, there is a creature creator tool, but the creature creator itself is pretty different too. There's like a, there's a different skeletal oh, system wow. that, that you're, you're using to create the creature. And oh, wow. in ways it looks more interesting than, than the, the final game. And the, even the way that the limbs are kind of moving around is, is pretty unique. And <laughs> wouldn't you know it, it jumps to after the cell stage, an underwater stage, <laughs> which uh, huh. you guys had mentioned you wish it went on longer. And it is a like in a 3D space. It kind of is the in-between between the creature stage and the cell stage where you're a, you're an aquatic life form and you continue to do evolving. Yeah, you kind of continue going around and snapping up things and avoiding the enemies, which would... Uh, and there's looking at the creature evolver thing here again. It's again more developed. There's like a rib cage system as you can size out, and he's adding flippers to it. And again, they're showing off the algorithm that that processes how this thing moves. And uh, okay, he's giving it feet now because they're going to move into the next stage. So he's actually going to make it a tripod. So here it is moved out onto the the land. And again, I just want to emphasize this is 2005, three years before the final game came out. So he's moving around with his stinger tail and he's put a stinger tail on the end of his tail. And I thought what was one of the more interesting things, he's doing the ability to attack with the tail and it, like the algorithm they're using in this game has identified that the stinger is on the tail and he's oh, attacking wow. with the tail. Now, I am very familiar that tech demos are, it's smoke and mirrors usually, you know, like if you've ever heard about uh, Steve Jobs debuting the iPhone one, like the phone, like that he was using on stage was not functional. Like it, uh, like they were swapping out iPhones constantly because like this one iPhone could load to the phone app. This one could do an internet search, you know? So this tech demo that you're looking at, like, I don't, I don't think it would play nearly as well as a real game. And yet, like a lot of the stuff they're showing is like cool features that weren't in the final game. Mm. They're showing that he killed a creature. There's blood in it, which is a big departure from a Maxis game. And uh, he's kind of chomping down with where his mouth is to eat the creature. And here's another thing that's not in the final game. He like he drags the creature away like he's going to eat it somewhere else. Um, So there's other creatures. He runs into this giant weird creature that would absolutely destroy him. So he runs away. Mm then you're in another creature evolving stage and he creates, she's just showing off some different creatures, but they, they do some things in these creature in this tech demo in 2005 that aren't in the final game either. There's like a, a, again, the different skeletal system with multiple legs. You create something like this, but um, he's like able to create more like joints. It seems like than uh, than you're able to do in the final game, even the way the creatures are reacting around it. Like they react to things that you drop in kind of like Sims, like, Oh, a new thing. Hubba dabba, you know, and uh, it, <laughs> It's uh, it's different than the final version of the game. This this looks like more enjoyable RTS than than what the final product was. And in here, you can see how they zoom in and like you create paths in it, which isn't in the final game. More diverse buildings that you can put in it. It looks like. All right, so now he he zooms out and the crowd kind of applauses, uh, gives an applause because it's amazing how big of this world is that he just zoomed out of. It, it seems a lot more seamless in this tech demo that he's doing here. You zoom out to the whole world view and you see. And he zooms out to show that, oh, you can go to the galaxy and the, the crowd applauds again. Um, and there's all these different planets, which is, again, different. And it looks like it's giving you more details about the solar system you're in. They, they start on Earth on this one because it's a very our galaxy-like kind of system. And you can see details about the planet. And there's different scores for the planet. Um, he shows that, like, he goes into the zoo, he goes into the moon. 
So this was a system that they had developed at least in like a show state in 2005 with some features that aren't aren't in the final game. And he, he continues to like go try and make friends with an alien planet, but they want to shoot him. So he zooms out and uses a uh, planet destroying weapon. Yeah, so there is this perception around spore i was talking about the hype for this game this is a video that was shown three years before the game launched you know and so people were expecting had expectations for this game that weren't very cartoony that were very like uh, realistic evolution based mm. and um even that it would be like a learning tool of showing like how ecosystems work you know so then the game came out and it, you know it was what it was so <laughs> there, there's this persistent idea that ea screwed up uh this project of his by delivering this commercial cartoony s simple game instead of this you know master vision of what will wright wanted and it was showcasing three years before and there's been some efforts to get them to make sport two and you know recreate this in, in the standards that we would have today there's there's actually been a community effort for a game called thrive that looks like it's it's just focused on the cellular stage it looks pretty good um thrive thrive and, yeah. and that is out or so it's like an open source game so you can download it for free because it's like the community is working on it and um, i'm looking at it right now and this it gets really in depth with like if you add this here this is connected to that and there's these different uh atmosphere pressures and, and like uh this is the temperature and you operate better at this temperature so it's just super in depth oh to wow like a, to like a um oxygen not included kind of level of management for um at the cellular stage but that's also all they've done is the cellular stage anyway the legacy of this game it is available on ea's origin and steam usually sitting at 20 dollars, which you know is the price of a, a game that is a, a publisher is standing by it's like this is one of our flagship games even though it came out 13 14 years ago now so let's go ahead and talk about the reviews of this game so the metacritic score for this game what do you guys think frank i haven't heard from you in a while frank what do you think i forget i forget if it was well received by critics at the time i'm gonna say it was okay 85 tom what do you think i'm gonna say 65 hunter what do you think i was gonna say 65 so i'll go 75 five and carly i was gonna go 75 <laughs> uh -oh. um i'm gonna go 90 why not 90 go okay it actually got a score of 84, so closest wow. is Frank nice there. Nice Frank, yeah. A couple wow. points on the board for you there, Frank. See, the, yeah, the game was grand in concept, kind of questionable in execution. Uh, the gameplay aspects are criticized for being uh, shallow, is what most people said, but it was, yeah, pretty well received by the critics for what it was. So I'm going to send out a couple. G4 TV. They gave it a 100. Just as The Sims tapped into the human need to interact, Spore taps into a very deep and similar experience that few games dare to touch, to create and share. Frank, what you got? PC Gamer gives it a 91. It may not be my perfect PC game, but I think it's well on its way to becoming one of my favorite toys. And if there's one thing we could all use more of, it's time to just play. Yeah. IGN, they gave it an 88, said, while Spore is an amazing product, it's just not quite an amazing game. I can't help but feel that Spore is ambitious and memorable, but I also admit that, save for the cool space stage, there's not a lot of depth here. Rookie gamers are going to feel at home here, but veteran gamers may feel like they need more. 
Yeah, for us real gamers. <laughs> and uh, Carly. Gatekeeping already. Yeah. Uh, this is from GameSpot 80. Taken on their own, its pieces are nothing special. As parts of a singular ambitious vision, they work far better. Throw in the best customization tool seen in years and an enthusiastic community brimming with creativity, and you have a legitimately great game that will deliver hours of quality entertainment. The Worst from Destructoid gave it a 60. They said, it's not what we expected, and it's not what the game could have been. It's not perfect or even particularly great. Yet what it offers is wholly unique, and there's a lot of satisfaction to be had in small amounts throughout its runtime. I'm in no hurry to play it through again anytime this week, but heck, maybe in a month or so, I'll create a whole new species and send them to the stars. So that is what the critics had to say, but what about the users? So the user score, you guys throw out some numbers real quick. 55. I'm going to hold at 65. So there's the people. I'm going to say they give it lower. I'm going to say 70. 80. All right, Hunter, you are the closest. It is a 5.7 user score on Metacritic. Wow. Uh, Although on Steam, it is a very positive with 91% positive. Steam does, you know, recommend it or not recommend it. So most people Mm. recommend it, but it sits at a 5.7. The bandwagoning about kind of the DRM issues was left to the users, not the critics. So that's kind of what sank the score is the impression that I get. So let's look at some of those reviews from Steam. CI on Steam said, the other creatures laughed at my dancing. I laughed at their extinction. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Recommended. ASDFG says a hundred times better than No Man's Sky. Recommended. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. Well, they're they're wrong, but (laughs) yeah, they are wrong. It's only 98 times better. (laughs) No, as a a No Man's Skyer. (laughs) No. So um, what you guys call yourselves? You come up with better names. <laughs> <laughs> or or Skyes? I don't know. No ma- manners? Yeah, we're manners. No manners. <laughs> so this is the... Re- Mage on Steam says, I can finally murder innocent creatures as a potato. I will soon be the galactic dictator. <laughs> tater spelled like a, you know, tater. A tater, sure. Uh, 11 out of 10 recommended. Unruly on Steam says... Spend many hours making a creature who eats out of its butt. <laughs> yes, recommended by Unruly. That's what the users had to say. Uh, but let's uh, let's just kind of sum up, come to a conclusion on our own thoughts from original pitch to what they produced. What do you guys? What do you guys think? Did they deliver what they promised? Did they deliver what they could have? Tom, I know you had really high hopes for what this game can be, and you want it to be remade. Uh, what, what do you guys think? Said it before, and we'll say it again. It's a jack of all trades, master of none. It didn't yeah. didn't really do anything with enough depth to, and the fact that they force you through it. There, sure. There's enough right here for it to be disappointing. <laughs> you, you, you know like it, 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 it yeah 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 there's there's enough where you're like man this could be really good <laughs> but it's <laughs> it just it just doesn't but, it just, but yeah if they made if if they came out with a game that was like the premise of just like hey sell to creature and it worked where it was like like we said, that that marriage of utility and creativity from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that'd be so good! It'd be so good. Just that game, 
Just that game was so, so cool. Their scope was too big. They should have yeah. honed in a little bit. Like, you can either, I feel like you can either go to cell stage or go to uh, traveling through space, but you can't really do both. You just... It'd almost be cool if, like, they went back in time and they made, like, Spore Cell. And, like, they made a game that was, like, just the cell stage from beginning to end and it was just like really fleshed out and a ton of fun and then they were like okay that was a success that's what we're starting this whole thing off with that's awesome now we're gonna do spore and like you said it'd be like spore underwater you know and you could you could take your save file yeah exactly and like yeah and yeah import your save file to this next game that's a whole fleshed out game all by itself that they worked for you know like the next a couple years on and like the fun of it is like hey did you did you play the original spore cell you can actually start with your guy from yeah. that yeah and i think there's I, proof they that, do that works with the sims yeah they with yeah. just expansion packs you can have the same sims or create new ones for every pack that you add on to your base game so yeah that they could have absolutely done that model that, yeah. that would have been and, really and nice. being part of a universe works um like it seems like that ea would buy into that right because you get people in, invested in a franchise where you can you can carry your your characters over from one thing to another um yeah it, it seemingly that would work i i think for me like i said i it was completely forgettable the latter latter stages of this game but that's not to say that like i started this podcast off with there is a still a devoted community to this game. Um, there was there was a guy, uh, Pizza God fifteen. Look him up on your Sporpedia if you want to. Um, I think he's in here. But like he came into my, my chat and he's like, "Hey, look at my stuff." And he himself has uh, thirty five hundred creations, I think. Wow. Um, by the way, in Sporpedia, there's one hundred ninety one million creations. He's just spent tons of time in the creature creator, and he it's, it's a, he loves doing it. It's a blast, which is cool. It's a it's a cool creature creator tool, you know. And obviously, there's people who love creating these things to this day which is cool and uh, there's obviously an audience for utilizing a 3d model creator like this yeah so it just seems like an untapped place and on top of that ea there's a lot of money to be made there too it seems like you know i, I think the game has a lot i mean you know i mean it's, it did a lot you know yeah uh, so i don't say it has a lot of potential because it's already it's shown a lot you know but they could definitely remake it i mean <laughs> They could just kind of try to fuck over No Man's Sky and make a mixture of, of Spore No Man's Sky. You know what I mean? Because it kind of is. I mean, Spore it's kind of the original Sky. No Man's Sky to some extent. But you can, you know, create no your spaceship. You can create the character you play as to a very money, uh, I mean, a finite kind of way. You yeah. know, so I totally don't understand why they haven't done a remake at this point. You know, maybe just yeah. server wise, it's not worth to run a server like that. They don't, Or at least they don't believe it is. I just think that there's, if you could make it work... And like on the cell level, how like your placement mattered. But let's say you go all the way to the creature stage and okay, you have 200 points in the creature creator and like every little thing has an effect, make a creature and you can like fight with it in uh, multiplayer or, or coexist with it in like this multiplayer, you know, area where everyone's doing different things. Maybe you're being, I don't know, just by existing alone, you're able to get more points and kind of go like slither almost where you're like going yeah. and going and going and just existing and gathering more points where games like rust you know what i mean but like mm -hmm. you start 
with just like whatever this base creature is in the longer and like I, I don't know it just seems so cool it seems so cool to like you there's some creature out there that's like been alive so long it's like huge and attacks in its own like particular way and I, I don't know just there, there's limitless there's definitely something there and I guess like maybe the animation is like one of the hardest parts there where it's like okay yeah fine you have like eight arms and they're doing different things but like maybe like the algorithm has to figure that out right exactly and it not just be like press this button and this happens but like it like makes sense in a fluid way like how how are you gonna there's something so close there that just i just feel like is such a super cool uh game but all right. Well, let's jump into the scores then. We could score it on a 0 to 10 scale, but we play a lot of bad games here. Games that are so bad, we think they should go past 0 on a normal scale and get into the negatives. And a game with a negative score means it's so bad you're enjoying it again. So what do you think about this game? 10 is a perfect game, 0 is in garbage can valley, no enjoyment, and negative 10, starting with Carly. Uh, I'd give it a positive four. There's there's a lot of issues. You know, it, it loses its own sense of self, what I would expect the game itself to be. It loses itself along the way, but I think that's kind of a, a trend with Maxis games is that they they tend to sway towards some ridiculousness and they have fun with that uh you know for in the sims games they reference a lot of aliens and llamas as well i know that that was mentioned earlier thing yeah that's a thing for maxis games so i think i I, positive four as somebody who is a fan of this developer and while it's not the greatest game and i could see why Somebody would come into it and and uh, walk away disappointed and not have their expectations met. I think there is still fun to be uh, derived from it. There you go, Hunter. What do you think? I'm having trouble scoring this one. It's definitely a positive number because I don't think there's really anything about it that makes it bad. It just yeah. doesn't necessarily do anything good either. I think had I made it to the galactic stage i might have would have i might have enjoyed it a little more just because mm-hmm. that's a little more my style of game but all the the stages that i liked like the cell stage and the the creature stage were so limiting after a while i thought there was going to be more to each of those stages but once you know i kept going through and like like we said like 10 minutes it's just like okay it's already done with that so i mean was starting to play a game and then they were like nope now you're playing a different game and i'm like oh okay well what am i playing now and they're like good good good. now you're playing a different game (laughs) and i'm just like oh i i and i i have a problem doing that myself and i don't like it so when i'm playing one game and it's making me feel like i'm playing four or five different games i don't like it so i'll go with a three three all right tom what do you think i don't know i have the same struggles i (laughs) i feel like i'm gonna score it too too high and maybe it's purely just because of like what I wish it to be. I'm like scoring it for, you know what I mean? Like just giving it like these extra <laughs> points. And I really, I do I genuinely dislike the game from like tribal on. If I'm judging it as a whole, I feel like it suffers, but if I'm judging it in pieces, then it benefits from it. I loved making, making the creatures and like how they just watching them move and like all of that. And I think the idea is so novel and like 
just that alone just hasn't been done and yeah. like shocks me that like hasn't been done since and i don't so i i i feel like i just like have to go higher with it even though i found it disappointing so i'm gonna give it i'm actually gonna give it a six wow okay a six frank what do you think it's so interesting and unique i'm i'm gonna give it uh i'm gonna give it an eight wow an eight that's higher than uh that's not higher than the critics overall but it's a lot higher than the reviewer or the users all right I, I don't need you to expand. I just wanted to give you the space too, if you want. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I, yeah, no. This is how I feel. And that's all you need to know. Today. Yeah, yeah. So I, I agree with, I agree with Tom that this is a, this is a unique game. I can't believe more people haven't done it. Playing it in 2020, oh god, it's 2022, was very frustrating, and that there's so many bugs that like you, you don't expect to have to deal with anymore, like the pathing and and stuff. But man, there's just there's something unique there that it's a, it's an itch that it scratches of like. This is like, how come I don't do more creature creation, you know, and evolving my creature in the way that I want it to? Sure, like RPGs, you're kind of evolving your character, right? It's with a skill tree, but I don't know. There's something about this that I really enjoy. And for all of its many, many flaws that we talked about in detail, I don't know. I, I still enjoyed it. And the Galactic Stage, that's a cool gameplay style. It's weird that there's it's like five different games in here and most of them are done poorly, but as a, as a big concept still like it it's just it fails in many ways so i'm gonna go six as well so we have reached the end and for the second week in a row i do not have a prize printed but this reason <laughs> uh, this time i have a good reason for it and <laughs> the reason is i found a method in which you are able to save your own creature out of the game I knew this and was uh, convert it into a 3d object into a printable Ooh, file what <laughs> Yeah, so let's see here. What our score is that? Fuck it, I'm feeling generous, and, and I love the idea of this, even though I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> uh, t- Tom, you you dug yourself out of a did I possible? <laughs> well, no, you didn't. You didn't dig yourself out, but you started at a disadvantage, and you got a couple points for puns. So if I didn't just dock you negative ten from the beginning, you would have had two points. Everyone's pretty much on the same level. So everyone, if you want to send me uh, your favorite 3D creature, I'm gonna try and print everyone's creatures. And, uh, <gasps> Wow. And I'll try and show them off on stream. Uh, this was actually a thing that Will Wright had talked about. And for a small group of like um, beta testers, they had done this. Like they had a little service tied into um, the creature creator where like they had a button there. It was like print your creation. And they had teamed up with a company that did 3D prints and you could order the models of your your creatures which seems very ea you know it's another way of monetizing your creatures but i think there's lots of reasons that's difficult to do um especially like when there are very thin little like appendages and and stuff uh and i just want to give everyone just a big congratulations too because in a game in which it is so easy to make a creature that looks like a phallus we (laughs) did reference it once so i just want to congratulations all around (laughs) yeah oh that's true i haven't seen your creature either you're printing all of them, so... Oh, no. I'm my other planet. <laughs> all clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. copyright fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. Garbage Game Night makes no claims to ownership over any games played and has no affiliation with any developer or publishing company. For additional references on cited articles and quotes, check our episode-related blog at garbagegamenight.com. Or if you have a comment about the game we reviewed or have a suggestion, drop us a line.